You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And this is our finale episode. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> we made it again. We did it. I know, it's only the second time. <laughs> Some of our listeners sent questions, which was really nice, but people were like, you did it. You went all the way through. And it's like, yep, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> So our plan for the day is that I'm just going to do a little light summary of everything that happens so that it's all fresh in our minds while we discuss the anime. Then we're going to do a little bit of discussing. Discussion. <laughs> discussing. <laughs> we're going to do a little discussing. <laughs> I just, yeah, I went back to my roots, my roots, you know. <laughs> and, um, I guess our discussion, This, I guess, uh, spoiler alert for all of this because some of the questions also specifically asked about how we felt about the way things were adapted from the manga so all of this episode may have like manga spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled and you want to read it for yourself then stop listening <laughs> but otherwise we're going we're going to have our own discussion and then we'll get to listener questions pretty quickly because um but there's a good amount and i want to answer all of them mm-hmm. so in summary here's my summary are you ready <laughs> i'm so ready I, I wrote a separate summary for this this is the second time you'd think that after all this time i'd be good at it <laughs> let's let's find out so in season one of the anime we met toru honda and the cursed soma family toru met many members of the soma family and seeming wise beyond her years in some ways gave them advice showed them another perspective or showed them just plain kindness and that helped them with their challenges particularly yuki and kyo whose true form was revealed to toru toward the end of season one in season two we went to the beach <laughs> beach <Forever>. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that happened just kidding <laughs> Anyway, in season three, no. (laughs) The series took a darker turn as we learned more about Yuki and Rin's childhoods and Akito's escalating abuse. Kyo acknowledged his feelings for Toru and decided to enjoy his time with her until his confinement. Yuki took on the challenge of joining the student council and ended up making a few new friends. Toru struggled more with the loss of her mother. And Toru also learned about Akito's role as the god of the Zodiac. And Kareno revealed to Toru that Akito is a woman and that the curse can break. In season three, Yuki learned more about Machi's relationship with her family, and they got closer. Toru's feelings for Kyo intensified, and she admitted that she wanted to break the curse most so that she can be with him. She tried to confess her feelings to him, but he ran away in his disillusionment. (laughs) (laughs) Akito's relationship with her parents was explored. Akito took even greater measures to try to control the Junishi, including imprisoning Rin in the cat's room. Momiji's curse broke, causing Akito to spiral into even deeper anxiety about the bond with the Junishi. With her control over the Zodiac slipping, Akito's frustration and fear boiled over, causing her to stab Kurino and attack Toru. The confrontation took them to the edge of a cliff on Shigure's property, where the land collapsed and Toru was seriously injured. In a heartfelt reunion, Kyo stopped being a dumbass and reconnected <laughs> with Toru. Akito was able to finally let go of the bond and break the curse, and Yuki, the last to be let go, was finally able to show was finally able to tell Machi how he felt about her. And then they all graduated. And <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I hit the major points mm-hmm. and I tried to hit on the kind of like the key, the key things that happened with our main, our main three, I think mm-hmm. overall in the story, although there are many, many characters and we talked many times about how there's so many characters and mm-hmm. how there's a lot of kind of like secondary and tertiary characters. Yeah. So in terms of our discussion, I just wanted to find out what you thought about the series, the anime, so we're talking about the anime adaptation specifically. So what do you think about the series overall were there parts that you liked and disliked anything that particularly stood out yeah i like i liked it a lot overall it was mm-hmm. uh, i think it was really like well done just like on a i don't know, like a, on just a basic technical level like it was nicely animated nicely voice acted and 
mm-hmm. you know, pretty to look at and everything. Um, I think it did a pretty good job as an adaptation. They obviously had to cut some things and change some things around, but I think it worked pretty well for being an anime rather than a manga. Mm-hmm. And I really just enjoyed seeing, you know, so many of the characters and parts that didn't get into the first anime so many years ago um, <laughs> uh, finally get animated. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. I definitely didn't think about this question before I asked you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you reminded me, you know, we had, we, we had the freeze basket anime from before. And I think mm-hmm. we probably talked at the very beginning of this kind of like sub series. And when we talked to maybe in the beginning of when we started co- talking about the manga, about how different the manga and the original anime were in their, I mean, yeah, anime were in their tone and like mm-hmm. how some of the characters were represented and how, I've always had beef with Sugar A. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, I agree with you that I really enjoyed this adaptation. And I think like, maybe it's just that animation quality and stuff has improved or it's easier to make anime in general or whatever, but it's a much nicer overall adaptation, I think, than the original anime, mm-hmm. at least definitely in terms of like quality. And I just feel like it kind of got like the full treatment that it deserved. The story, the story of Fruits Basket got the final like adaptation that it really deserved all this time. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, I think it was like it was clear. Even if you like don't like all the changes, I think it's clear that the series was made with like love and respect for the mm. original manga. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any of the choices they made were made carelessly. I think they you know thought it out to try and make a good series and good adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely things that are, like, not my favorite parts of the story that, or, like, other things that I wish that were given more focus or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think it's clear that the the team had an intent in what they were trying to do wasn't, like, careless or whatever. Yeah. Or taking something that was, like, a tone that's completely different, like, in the, in the first one, for example. Yeah. <laughs> not that you can, like, fully blame the, like, first anime creators, because, yeah. like, it was just... The series wasn't complete, and the tone at the beginning of the series is a lot different from the tone at the end, so. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't go as dark. Like, the parts that were dark were still dark. Like, you know, like the stuff with the Tori and whatever mm-hmm. at the beginning and the end. But, like, um, I think, like, overall, the tone is more comedic than dramatic. Yeah. It was a romance comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say overall, the tone of Fruits Basket is really more of, like, a drama mm-hmm. with funny moments, so. Yeah, I think at the start, it does seem more like a... More of a like it's gonna be cute. lighthearted romance with some dramatic moments rather than more of a drama with like comedic moments. So. It's a wacky, fun, romantic comedy mm-hmm. and they turn into animals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that they're not, it's not that it isn't. It's just also some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was there anything that you particularly liked from this version of the adaptation? Like any favorite scenes or favorite parts? Um. I don't know, I'm always just like, I'm so happy to see it animated. I like all these parts. Like, um, I really enjoyed the student council, like both yes. just because it's their first time animated, but also I think they really shine in like animation, being able to just like see their movements and hear all their yeah. kooky lines and everything and all their shouting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just me, one person saying all of it yeah. because like it's easy, it's, it's better when it's multiple people and like, they can talk over each other and like interrupt each other like it's more natural mm-hmm. and stuff than in yeah. our like summaries so mm. and even like the more serious parts of that like the arc the, mm. the earlier arguments between like yuki and kakiru i think mm-hmm. you know work better when you can hear them and everything yeah i was happy about sort of cinderella personally mm-hmm. I enjoyed that <laughs> 
for the same reason, because there's a lot of them like saying the wrong lines and talking over each other and stuff that are where the actual like plot elements happen <laughs> in this in that part. So, are you saying it's better than our radio play? Nothing's better than our radio <laughs> play. <laughs> we we sang extra songs at the end. <laughs> Where's our extra outtakes from the from the cast? <laughs> It must have been really difficult for them to record all of this in absence of other people for the most part because I yeah. think a lot of it was done during quarantine. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they would have done in Japan, but I think they were recording a lot of uh, the Funimation, like the dub was recorded a lot remotely. So mm-hmm. at least as far as I know. I think in Japan they tend to do that kind of voice acting separately anyway, mm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of times we do that in the for Western animation too, but um, mm-hmm. but sometimes we'll put people in the same room if they have like a good like rapport with each other. But, mm-hmm. but it's probably you know just in general harder to do it remotely than like in a studio with the director like being able to give you immediate feedback and everything. Mm-hmm. I really liked the dub overall, actually, too. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I appreciated a lot. We had the return. This mm-hmm. was round two. Like, how often does that happen yeah. where you get to have, like, the same people come back, same cast mm-hmm. come back for, like, something that's redone, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's something that, like, I don't know, we seem to value that more in, like, like Western reboots and stuff, like, getting cast members back. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for, like, cameos rather than the same role or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, in general, not just in, like, the world of, <laughs> the narrow world of anime reboots, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, it, whenever they, like, reboot, I don't know, like, Indiana Jones or something, it's like, oh, we have to have the old cast, even if it's just a yeah. cameo for where they it's play, like or like, yeah, where it's like, oh, it's like they played this character in the original, and now they're playing that character's father in the reboot, or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I really enjoy that, like, uh, especially with this, with something that, like, we watched as, like, children, basically, yeah. just to hear those, like, those same voice actors, like, again, playing the same roles, and it's like, like, they've had, you know, years to uh, hone their craft, as it were, mm-hmm. so... Because mm-hmm. a lot of them were, like, still pretty early on in their careers when Fruits Basket came out because, like, that was fairly early in... 20 years ago? Yeah. At this point? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it must have been... It was fairly early on in, like, anime dubbing becoming, like, a big thing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really excellent dub, I think. Um, I've said it before, I was really impressed with um, Akito's voice actress. Because mm-hmm. it, like, it's, the early seasons had to, like, convincingly be, like... You know, could be like convincingly be like a male character, mm-hmm. and but still sound like like it not being like totally out of left field with the reveal and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I wonder if people forget, or like, I wonder if there's a like controversy around um, like Bomiji's character having an accent and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I liked that change too. And yeah, that was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another um, another like impressive kind of like change with the like. Older Momiji voice acting. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Japanese was obviously good, but I f- can't comment on that as thoroughly <laughs> not natively speaking the language. So. True. Also, I feel I like don't... it's easier to, like, I mean, you hear, like, what seems weird easier in, like, your own language. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, my impression is, like, it's good. Mm-hmm. But then there are times when I would, like, watch, like, I remember watching the, the some of the things from season three in both. Japanese into English and I'd be like wow that's so emotional and the Japanese one and then listen to it in English and I'd be like why am I crying already and it's mm-hmm. like 
and I guess maybe it's just because it's like easier to understand. So it's like you don't have to think about it at the same time. Like I'm not like reading the subtitle. Yeah. So yeah, there's not like a part of your another part of your brain engaged in doing some other activity at the same time. Yeah. Whether it's translating or reading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, my impression also is is the same. That's like it's good. Uh, I can't say like how great or good. I mean, I enjoyed all their acting Mm -hmm. and. They seem fine. There, I don't think any of the original cast was brought back. Yeah, I don't as far think as so. I remember from mm-hmm. when we were looking, because I remember finding all their names and stuff before. But I feel like they had similar like vibes in their mm-hmm. <laughs> voices. You know what I mean? Like they pick kind of yeah. similar sounding people for those characters, but not mm-hmm. like the same people. Yeah, the thing I remember finding like Yuki's dub voice really odd and off mm-hmm. in the original anime, and um. It really fits, and I think it's both nowadays, and I think that's both because the voice actor has improved and because, Mm -hmm. like, Yuki's character has more, like, depth and nuance to it than he had in the original Mm -hmm. anime, where, like, I think the voice acting fits better, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those ones where it's, like, I remember that one being, like, a real, like, not sour note, but one where I was just, like, that just doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, it was kind of weird. This is, uh, Eric Vale, Mm -hmm. uh, who played Yuki. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think it's partially, like, his uh, ability to, like, express things has improved. Like, his skill has improved for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it never really seemed like the right voice in the original anime for whatever reason. Like, it just made him weirder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> more, more like, um, it's not, not weird isn't the right word. Just kind of, like, dis- so distanced, like, disconnected socially. Which kind mm-hmm. of makes sense in the overall context of the story. But it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. He had a... The, a more like disconnected almost ethereal quality especially the way they animate it too like i'm just thinking about the scene where he like says that toru has a fever or whatever in mm-hmm. the second episode or whatever whenever it is first must be the first one it's the first one because before she lives with them where it's like why is he so creepy you know mm-hmm. and like he's also his voice also like acted that way <laughs> yeah but I appreciated his sass so much at the end, mm-hmm. like in in uh, season three, where he's like that fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is. Yeah, I'm like it's like ah, this is the voice of Yuki that was meant to be an asshole. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Yeah, like I think, yeah, it really plays into like Yuki's like dry humor and his like moments of anger and stuff that you get in this anime that you didn't get in the mm-hmm. original. Even, like, um, the scene where they're fighting at the end, Kyo and Yuki are fighting at the end and, like, uh, toward the end of season three, you know, mm-hmm. his his quote-unquote pep talk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Yuki's, like, super frustrated in that scene. He's, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Eric Vale's, um, like, acting of that scene was really good, in particular, mm-hmm. out of all the scenes that Yuki had. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have time to watch uh, both the sub and dub on several of the um, last episodes of the season because work was crazy but um Same but i made sure to watch watch that one because i wanted to hear them hear their argument yeah. in uh, english so <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to hear their argument i also wanted to hear all the kyotoru scenes like laura bailey and jerry mm-hmm. Jewel crush the whole i feel like the whole series mm-hmm. but the end in particular <laughs> yeah. i was like this is so good mm-hmm. they're both very good and it's kind of they're kind of in like i admire them in different ways it's like like mm-hmm. Jerry Jewel is always Jerry Jewel. Like you will never not you will never not know it's Jerry Jewel in a, uh-huh. in, a in an anime project. Um, but he's always really good. Um, but like Laura Bailey is a like freaking chameleon. Yeah, I know. Like she disappears into like a bunch of different roles. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jerry Jewel would not be Jerry Jewel. In my mind, Jerry Jewel, <laughs> Jerry Jewel is Kyo. <laughs> mm -hmm. in, in my head, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always, it, that's always been a really good voice for Kyo. Like, <laughs> true. There, his original acting of Kyo was also really good. I mean, it, I think like his skill has also just gotten better. I feel like mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of people who couldn't do what Laura Bailey does with Toru. So yeah. I think her, her voice acting skills also improved, but I do feel like they're kind of like, that's like OG good mm -hmm. acting. Yeah, you know? I think, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think like there's like the original anime was definitely a rougher project as far as the dubbing. Mm -hmm went but um like their voices have always been really good for those characters i did also like shigure's voice for shigure mm -hmm. back in the day even when he was yeah. like, more funny and i was impressed by his like really bitchy voice mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or like really angry like when he's talking to kareno on the phone yeah and, like being mad at akito i was like this is the best mm -hmm. like <laughs> yeah the the conversation with kareno on the phone was really impressed me in the dub because like the lines themselves would be really easy to sound stupid and mm-hmm like in English, like the like, oh, I do hate you. I hate you very much. Like that's, mm -hmm. like it sounds really silly if you're just like reading it and it didn't have like the proper skill behind it. But it was like, like when I heard the dub, I was just like, oh, ouch! Like <laughs> <laughs> you can tell whatever whatever like memory that he's pulling to conjure that feeling <laughs> of seething rage, whatever it is, <laughs> is like <laughs> it's the right one <laughs> to be using. <laughs> whatever it is that he's thinking about or whatever to to feel that feeling mm -hmm. is perfect <laughs> yeah and like he has kind of um i don't remember what shigure's voice act voice actor's name is but he has this kind of like when he acts shigure at least he has this kind of like goofy quality that he throws into his voice so it could be really easy to make it sound dumb but yeah maybe goofy's not the right word but he just has this kind of like interesting like yeah, there's like a jovial quality to his mm -hmm. voice most of the time. So <laughs> jovial is the nice way of saying goofy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like it becomes obvious that that's kind of an act that Shigeru is putting on, and so it kind of works. Like, mm -hmm. I think he does really truly enjoy teasing Kyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John Bergmeier. Right, that's his name. Oh, he's Dolcetto in Full Metal Alchemist. I feel like we already discovered this. Oh, yeah, because but... we did because then we yeah. were like, he's a dog. Yeah. Why are... <laughs> I don't remember why we were talking about it, though. Mm -hmm. Maybe complimenting him previously in that career. Probably. Episode. It's probably like this exact same conversation. <laughs> like, who is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. This content is all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out our impressions don't change that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any anything that you particularly didn't like? I don't think there's anything I really like disliked like there's a couple things i'm like disappointed they couldn't keep but like mm -hmm. i'm not like devastated that they didn't yeah like keep them in there either it's like and there's no like changes where i'm like man i hate that like like there's ones where i'm like that's fine like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have things that i would trade i would say yeah like i would trade some of the things that were cut from like the student council with like all of like motoko and now's little story like it's mm -hmm. fine, but you could have had like Komaki. Kimmy's basket. Or... <laughs> yeah, you could have had Kimmy's basket, <laughs> for example. Our jokes never get old, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not to us, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any mm -hmm. anything in particular that I was super disappointed about. Yeah. I, would say. I think the thing I was most disappointed to lose was some of the like, some of the nuance about like the uh, 
the characters and their ad and their like sort of self awareness of their attitude toward the cat toward the end. Mm, yeah, like the bit where like the whole like Momiji's conversation about like not giving up on the cat, mm-hmm. which got kind of like mushed into his like curse breaking conversation, mm-hmm. and kind of lost that bit, just because that's an aspect I've always liked about sort of like like I don't know like end days of the curse, like mm-hmm. characters like yeah, didn't they cut that whole conversation? wasn't yeah Hero didn't say anything about it either right mm-hmm. yeah they had yeah. like the whole scene but they didn't really they kind of cut that conversation and like mushed in some of some of like uh momiji's other stuff from a little later on into the conversation with kyo yeah all his his crush and whatnot mm-hmm. they had the bit where it seemed like they were gonna lead into it like they had the bit where like they're talking about and he was like i'm not giving up on myself and you were like what <laughs> yeah well it's like they, had <laughs> whatever bit, but they also had like um <laughs> like kisa commenting that like Oh, yeah. Like, oh, and Kyo's always really nice to Toru, and then Hiro kind of making a face and being like, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. It's like, and then you're, like, waiting for him to say the line, and then he does it. It's yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not, like, devastated that that isn't there. It's just you're a, not heartbroken? Like the, Completely Yeah, it's like that would have been, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's an aspect I like and would have liked to see, but it still works without it, so. Yeah. I think their attitude toward Kyo is obvious in mm-hmm. other things but it's not explicit yeah. like if they had had that mm-hmm. yeah but then they did add the little bit that i do like with um like shigure's like speech about how like they all like mm-hmm. like need the cat to be like worse off than them and they had rin in that scene like kind of looking guilty mm-hmm. yeah actually changing the location of that scene was good i liked that mm-hmm. aspect of the adaptation where they kind yeah. of they're together they're all three of them are together for the whole scene that whole for, mm-hmm. for all, both parts instead of um in the so what we're talking about is the scene where uh toru goes to visit shisho and she's talking to rin and shigure is talking to rin outside and shigure is like the curse is gonna break and toru's like when i need a I needed a break so i can be with kyo and they're like what and then mm-hmm. what happened in the manga was that she ran away at that point and then shigure caught up with her and said all the stuff about the cat and said all this other stuff but instead they had the whole conversation in the same place and i think that worked well too mm-hmm like you said. Yeah. There are a couple um, changes kind of in that line that I, I think worked really well for the anime where they'd like take two like parts of kind of the same like thematic element and put them together when they were like mm-hmm. done separately. Like I know there were some there were some like separate student council shenanigans that they like put in the same episode when they were like separated by a couple chapters in the mm-hmm. in the manga and things like that just to kind of I think it worked to like put things together thematically and Character-wise, that there was less like jumping around, which would I think seem weirder in an anime than in the manga. Mm-hmm. I think like a notable one is the Yuki and Machi scenes that were mm-hmm. so like Yuki and Machi's whole scene at the end and like the second to last episode or whatever before the curse breaks was kind of like two separate. They met two separate times in the manga. Mm-hmm. Combine them. I think we talked about that before, and it's probably in spoilers yeah. or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, and that one worked out fine too. Yeah. Because there's stuff I think like works fine when you're like reading the manga, especially like as it comes out. But even like when you're like reading through the books, um, that I think would seem like weirder in anime, where it's like, like with those ones, like oh, Yuki and Machi met up together outside of school and had a important conversation and a dramatic confession, and then some other <laughs> stuff happened. That's like Yuki and Machi met somewhere outside of school and had an important another, conversation another and dramatic, dramatic confessions, confessions. <laughs> different dramatic confessions. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And in that case, they also. So, like, in that part of the manga, uh, 
I guess like Toru is kind of in the hospital. The point, the amount of time in the series where Toru's in the hospital was like a little bit longer. So there was more time in between. And in that time, we had talked about this also before, but there's all the like, they tease KO a lot. And so they eliminated mm-hmm. all that completely, which is like, it's fine, but it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I missed that slightly. But... Yeah. I also miss Ayame's backstory. Oh, yeah. And um, the Mogeta, <laughs> the Mogeta and Machi <laughs> side story <laughs> that came out of important. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, most of the things I think, like, like they're silly little things that were really enjoyable and charming, but. Like, yeah. you don't need them yeah, to tell exactly. the story. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have any favorite, like, opening or ending themes? I have to listen to them. None of them really, like, super, super jumped out at me. Like, Did you like the Umbrella one? Yeah, I liked the Umbrella one. Because I remember um, you said that it was upbeat and you liked that they were upbeat, it was upbeat, an upbeat opening. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them had been kind of yeah. slow. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer a, I prefer a high energy opening for my mm-hmm. anime openings. <laughs> I think a lot of them are not high energy. Yeah. I did like the um the last ending theme too with the the drawings from uh, Takaya and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the pink one. And the music and the music was nice, yeah. Yeah, it was upbeat. Mhm. They're all good. Like They're all good. They're all good. They're just like so- several of them I would skip after a couple episodes. <laughs> Whereas like there's some in some shows where it's like like when the skip opening button pops up I'm like how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Mm-hmm. I really liked the last opening. Um, I also really liked Home. That was the one I remember visually. It's just really interesting because it has, um, like, I like the song, but it had this like interesting animation where they like timed it with the music and stuff, where they're like clapping and everything. It has all these weird like lighting effects and stuff, and it had this like interesting sort of like animation on the text where it, it kind of like like chunks of the letters would kind of fade out and stuff and fade in. Yeah, I remember you also liked the um. I think it was one step closer, which is the one, the claymation you one, the one with all the. Oh yeah, that one's cool. Textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like and they had that. Uh, and... Yeah, that one was cool, and they had that like paper cutout one too. Mm-hmm. One of the endings with the like uh, zodiac animals. This one says the Charm Park. Bat-mel- yeah. I think that might be the the artist. It's the Charm Park. The Charm but, Park is the artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one had the paper cutout ones. Oh, yeah, like I, both of oh those I remember. Visually. Yeah, with the shadows mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one was cool. Yeah, both of those kind of I like really like visually. Texture mm-hmm. in the background. It's like a nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think we should transition to listener questions unless you have any other <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> Some of the questions will include our final thoughts, I think. That's yeah. why I'm <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've given us assignments this time, so we're organized. <laughs> Instead of us being like, did you read the last one? Did you read the last did one? I, I forget. Is it my turn? I no. <laughs> Yeah, I've learned from. I've only took us how many listener question episodes? Well, there's been, well, there was two for for Furuba. There's been one for FMA. Mm-hmm. We did. We didn't do any questions for any of the other anime breaks. I think this is the only one we've done questions for. Yeah. So that makes. Three. I already lost count. Four. <laughs> this well, would three be for, the fourth three one. Three for Furuba yeah. and one. Three for Furuba and one for uh, mm-hmm. FMA. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> and boys here too. Um, yeah. To answer questions. <laughs> of course. So yeah, so all our questions came from Tumblr. So thanks again for sending all our questions. I think I've gotten questions. There's like one or two new people, but most of most of the questions came from our old friends. So I'm excited about answering mm-hmm. them. <laughs> so, oh, and they're also loosely organized into categories as usual. So the first <laughs> category is just questions about the anime. Right, Bean Kai asks, which anime episode is your favorite? One of my favorites is definitely Sword of Cinderella, which I talked about before. Mm-hmm. 
but I enjoyed the one with Sword of Cinderella, at least. I think it's called Cinderella-ish. That's probably the proper name. I did. I have always liked the... Um, I'm just looking. So the first season, um, there's the one where it's New Year's. It's New Year's Eve, and they leave, and then they run back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was in the original anime, and it's like it follows the same plot and everything, but I always liked that one, and it was good in this version of the anime, too. In this new adaptation. I remember liking the... Um... No, when the student council, like, first convenes. Mm. Like, not the one where before he just, like, sees these randos in the classroom and is like, what the fuck? But, um... <laughs> like, no, where they first meet, where they actually meet for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I liked the, like, th the thematic approach of, like, Yugi's, like, insecurity and, and like, all the bits of him, like, like not knowing how to, like, how to deal with, like, people, like, mm -hmm. interacting with him in, like, a friendly and, like normal way like that like yeah it is a good one <laughs> mm -hmm. the beach house one where yuki uh cries on her i forget which one it is i'm looking trying to find out which one it is episode eight uh, season two episode eight or episode nine? Oh, it's episode nine wait no no no, no it must be episode eight because episode nine is so it's called so precious which is probably kyo yeah it's mm -hmm. probably the one with kyo at the end although that one is good too season three episode three which is i hope it snows soon that's the one with yuki and machi mm -hmm. and kakuru is a good brother <laughs> I don't know if it's like the full episode, but I really liked the anime's interpretation of the the Foolish Traveler story with the mm -hmm. like the way it was animated and how they had all the monsters being like zodiac animals and stuff. Yeah. I forgot about that and how cool mm -hmm. it was. I liked the style of the animation. Yeah. That would have been when they Oh, it's like after Valentine's Day. That was like day. the Valentine, the White Day episode. The White Day, one. Yeah. The White day episode, because it's a rom-com. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a shoujo rom-com. Shoujo. <laughs> yeah. It was. Muji's like, let's all go. I was going to say it's the one where they go to the the inn, but I can't remember if it was the same one or if that was two separate episodes. The steamy hot spring adventure or whatever you called it. Steamy Onsen Heartful Tour. How could you yeah. forget? <laughs> she got a tattoo that says Steamy Onsen Heartful Tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's called this is a wonderful in 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 the anime it was well i mean i called it steamy once and heartful yeah. tour <laughs> they translated it to something different and i was like well that makes sense but it's not okay i mean <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just like i call it me and toru's like uh lovey-dovey hot spring adventure or something like that i can't remember exactly. <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> and heartful tour. it's also the episode that has um, toru failing to play ping pong so <laughs> Literally, the it's the perfect episode. It's something for everyone because Yuki yeah. also gives her the, Yuki also gives her the ribbons and stuff. So mm -hmm. all the shippers were happy. Yeah, she's like, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, ha, and then I missed. Yeah. I like the Momiji just like stares at it, rolling on the floor. Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing is good. One of my favorite early episodes is when they go to the lake house or whatever, and they're all like, "It's Jason, Jason." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, again, wasn't any different than the probably the original yeah. anime, but still. Because looking back, it's very obvious why they went with a comedy for the first anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, what about this episode where this guy gets his face permanently scarred? Uh, It's just like a one-off. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I feel like in the, the original anime, you had Hattori's backstory, Momiji's backstory, and then the ending. Yeah. And that was about all that was, well, like, really dramatic. Yeah, and Kyo's transformation. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, the whole That end. included the whole... I guess that was all the same. <laughs> I forget what the, how the episodes are broken up. It might have been two episodes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think they had, like... Because they had, like, the 
I feel like they probably broke it up in a similar way with it like transforming and then him running away and then it's It's like don't look at me yeah (laughs) I enjoyed seeing Rin's story animated too Mm -hmm. because I like Rin as I've said many times yeah that was another one that did some cool like visual language there's a lot of cool like sort of like uh, abstract visuals that they used in the in the anime or like Like unusual art styles and stuff yeah yeah that one was good Mm -hmm. you're right about that some of Kyo's like nightmare dreams had had good visuals too I think Mm -hmm. I do remember like the very first episode that came out being taken aback by all the like blood and stuff yeah many times (laughs) about how much how much like not that not that Frupa isn't doesn't have some blood but just the like (laughs) visceralness of it in the the anime Mm -hmm. and then like there yeah there are a couple scenes where they went like just a little farther than the like manga (laughs) did like with them like Momiji's mother, like stabbing herself oh, yeah. in the head with the scissors. We like, were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, we're like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh no!" <laughs> like there was implications in the manga, but that was <laughs> that just happened. Yeah, we were left wondering, but we we definitely weren't left wondering in the anime. Mm-hmm. And definitely also one of my favorite episodes of the anime, and also parts of the manga is when Toru and Kyo like get back together. When when she first of all she runs away, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. and then they just have like very sweet dialogue in that part. So I yeah. like that. That didn't really answer the question, but those are our favorite moments, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> our additional we li- favorite We listed moments. some actual episodes. <laughs> yeah. A full episode. The Jason mm-hmm. episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look up the number. <laughs> um, you want to do the next question? For your assignment in my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, by, do you want to? I mean, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> You're up. Kind of talked about this a little bit already, but... Uh... Old friend Death Small Caps asks <laughs> if there was one thing you'd change about the TV series in parentheses besides having no Kimmy Basket or Meat Angel, of course. <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> it's like, well, that's my answer. So yeah, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> Funimation released an AMV, like they made an AMV for the series, and one of our listeners re- retweeted it at us and was like, "Oh, I guess they wanted to do a Kimmy's Basket after all," <laughs> was like, yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever. I should find out what they actually said before I just say things. Guess they decided they needed more episodes for Meet Angel and Kimmy's Basket. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Kimmy's Basket and Meet Angel, I think I said earlier that I I would prefer if they brought in like Meet Angel instead of having like the now and and Motoko like subplot because I think that that's more important to like Kakeru's character growth. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to pick, I w- mm-hmm. I was thinking about this this morning. If I had to choose one of those two things, I would choose mm-hmm. Meet Angel. Kimmy's yeah. Basket is irrelevant. I love it, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I just thought of something like else I wish, that I wish they had included, and it was the um, the Toru Kakaru connection, which would include yeah. in, which whole, would include bringing Komaki in. So. Komaki. The whole, all of yeah. Komaki's story, I think, or like Komaki and Kakaru and Toru, all of all of them, mm-hmm. all of that. I would trade. I would trade the the episode or like whatever the that yeah the episode mm-hmm. with like. Motoko's confession to Yuki and then Nao's confession to Motoko, I would trade all of that for time for Meat Angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in my opinion. But that's because I don't like Motoko that much. I wonder if there are people out there who really love Motoko. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Motoko. <laughs> I think you just resent her for making you do the Motoko. How Makoto. dare she have the same similar name to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> They're both so bombastic. It's mm-hmm. Their own names so many times in their own dialogue. <laughs> No, I just resent. I <laughs> resent her. I just don't. I don't find the French Yuki fan club 
storyline that interesting in general like it's kind of interesting at the beginning where mm-hmm. they're like oh he's so like aloof and disconnected but like you yeah. don't need to have all I do think, with Matoko but anyway. yeah I do think it fits like the series thematically about the whole idea of like that I agree with people being like more than they seem on the like your first impression kind of thing which I think yeah. is somewhat of a theme of the series like, especially at the beginning when when they were introduced so and also in her final the whole like Yuki's not actually a prince and like mm-hmm. Toru's not as cheerful as she seems on the outside and mm-hmm. All that kind of so stuff. It was soft so. on the inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. And I think Matoko's confession in the end is also thematically relevant, like where she's like, I just want you to be happy. Like, thanks for the time that we spent together. Mm-hmm. You know, like that people can make a positive impression on you, even if it, they're not like, you know, the ultimate person in your life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if I had to trade, that's what I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's thematically relevant, but like we also could get those themes from other places mm-hmm. and um yeah i do think the like the komaki stuff is interesting for both kakiru and toru's storylines so mm-hmm. not totally necessary like it was fine without it but yeah they add some depth that i enjoy so. and i thought that they had that scene where they hinted at her remembering him or whatever and then they just kind of like cut it out but i could be wrong i forget I can't remember if they had the Hana scene, but I think they they definitely had like Kakiru being like, with Yuki being like, "Why are you so interested in her?" Like, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know. But they could have just mm-hmm. played it off as then it's like he's interested because Yuki. Yeah, it was while Kakiru's relationship is to her. Yeah, it was while Kakiru is still being kind of a snot, so <laughs> it's easy to just sort of play off as him still being kind of a snot. So yeah, true. Messing with Yuki. So. Is there other stuff that you would change? Not really. I mean. We talked a little bit about the, the like, I'm not going to give up on the cat thing I would have liked oh, yeah. to be put in there. but Oh, one other change. Oh, wait, no. I was just trying to see if anybody, I don't think anybody asked us anything we particularly liked from the adaptation. But the other thing, one thing that I liked from the adaptation that we didn't talk about yet was Risu's uh, scene with Toru changing to Mitsuru, to Michan. And I liked that. So they actually mm-hmm. got their, like, time yeah, I liked together adding... on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adding more some more of them screen. together. Mm-hmm. And they come back at the end <laughs> when Shikari's <laughs> Shikari decided to quit being a writer and they were happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sufficiently answered, I guess. <laughs> Probably. I think we should answer no questions and just talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you all for sending in questions. They will be soundly resca- discarded. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> They will be... We're we're reading them and then interpret choosing to interpret them whatever way we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next question comes from Riot Bean Kai. Did the anime adaptation change your opinion of any of the characters for better or for worse? Not drastically. I think um like we were kinda of talking about like with the student council, I think there's some characters that definitely benefit from the like being animated and voiced. Mm-hmm. Like both like dramatically and comi- co- how am I pronouncing that? Comedically. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> You mean comedically? I mean, yes. <laughs> I was just thinking if there's any... Because I feel like they're represented in pretty much the same way as the anime. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the manga, right? Yeah. So I kind of feel like they didn't necessarily change my opinion. My opinion about Shigure is still the same, in case anybody's mm-hmm. curious. <laughs> Which is that I think he's shifty. He's sly. <laughs> <laughs> but he and Akito seem to be happy with each other, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
trying to think of anybody who is like that different. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think there are any real huge differences. I think it's just yeah, like I think some characters are like more enjoyable when you can see them in in action. But mm-hmm. like they weren't characters I dislike to begin with. They're just like I'm like oh this is even better. Like that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if Akito is. I feel like you'd have to walk a really fine line with Akito. So I think the actress mm-hmm. that played her, at least in English for sure, did a good job. Mm-hmm. Because Akito could come off as like super whiny or whatever, mm-hmm. especially toward the end. Yeah, like, I do think... Like, I um, so. Yeah, like I was... Um, I'm sympathetic to Akito to begin with, but I do mm-hmm. think the voice acting um, definitely did her perspective justice. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being like like a convincing point for people who are more ambivalent on her. Yeah. I think Ren was just as creepy and yeah. crazy. <laughs> the old maid is the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't get her shot at redemption that she rejected. Oh, she did. No, she did. She did. They just moved it like three episodes. Well, they, she didn't day. really like offer. Like Akito didn't really like offer it. She's just like, okay, stay here. Bye. Mm, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. But... Yeah, pretty much. She's like, all right, well, later. Mm-hmm. Well, the maid had a long... <laughs> the maid... The maid had, like, quite the, they were like, this is your, this, like, person's, like, one moment, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, their yeah. monologue. <laughs> it was, like, pretty mm-hmm. long, I remember. Yeah. Like, the yeah, they kept, need to, yeah like, they moved her, her monologue a little earlier, but they didn't have, like, uh, Keto being like, but, well, you can change. Why don't you try? And then her being like, nah. Like, I'm and- too old. I'm yeah. so old. With- <laughs> I'll never be able to change. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's how I felt mm-hmm. during her yeah. during her speech. <laughs> Personally, I was just like, "All right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like her as a kind of like a symbol in the story, but I thought that that was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a representative character rather than like an actual character. Yeah. Well, that's why she doesn't even have a fucking name. We'll never know. Yes. <laughs> she represents all the family, all the old traditions and stuff. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. So I guess in answer to your question, did the anime adaptation change your opinion of any of the characters for better or worse? No, I don't think so. I feel yeah, pretty much not the same. strongly. Sounds like Kayla feels the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Death Small Caps, how does the end of this TV adaptation feel different than the previous one? <laughs> I was going to say it's right, and then I was like, no, don't be so yeah. cheeky. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, weirdly, I do think they're thematically fairly similar. I think they kind of nailed it yeah. with like mm-hmm. what the problems were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the end resolution is completely different, right? Yeah, because they take place at a completely different part of the story. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like they still have the same kind of like, like oh, well, a lot of bad stuff happened, but we can change and move forward, kind of like and attitude. We all ended <laughs> it, a confrontation between Toru and Akito, mm-hmm. just completely different. Yeah, Akito is still in a position of power, in I guess in that one, mm-hmm. in the in the original anime. Yeah, I don't think there's much indication of, like, a, a Keto redemption in the original one. No, it seems like Akito is uh, always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's back when Akito was more of a, like, spooky, big bad, in the shadows <laughs> kind of character rather than a deeply flawed <laughs> and complex human being like she becomes in the <laughs> later parts of the manga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are they do have similar thematic points, I guess. Do you remember what the resolution is? Is Toru like, no, you can change, and then Akito's like, okay. Like, I don't remember, actually. With I think there's, like, I think there's a bit of a, like, relinquishing on Akito's part. Like, I don't think there's much indication that Akito is changing at that point. But I remember, like, Akito, like, like has Toru by the hair and, like, right. 
there's some like shouting back and forth. And I remember Akito kind of like just sort of chills out and like lets go after whatever they whatever Toru said. I can't remember the exact kind of dialogue though. Yeah. I remember the animation being really nice for for the original one. There's a mm-hmm. lot of action in that scene, and so mm-hmm. like Akito Akito is pulling Toru by the hair and stuff. So he's like yeah lifting her up and down kind of and um it's pretty good. I know I like that too. I th- you know, Shigeri is like holding Akito back, and I think Hattori might be there too. Doing Hattori the same, but... like let them in. Shigeri is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know Toru. Sa- Toru says some, you know, oh, something dramatic and power friendshipy, and it <laughs> like makes Akito <laughs> chill out a bit. But Wikipedia says Yuki, Shigeri, and Hattori accompany Toru to the Soma Estate, the Soma Main Residence, to see Akito. After initial after an initially meek exchange, Akito seizes her by the hair in a rage. After Toru is able to say why she came, but Yuki and Shigure oh Yuki's there. Yuki and Shigure restrain him ah. from hurting her further. After, however, she begins to feel sympathetic, explaining that Akito still has a life to live. By releasing her hair from his hand, Akito eventually realizes that Toru accepts the Soma family curse. The series ends on a, on a bright future day with Toru, Yuki, and Kyo back at the residence where they live. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it didn't really indicate any change, and it definitely doesn't. Um, yeah, Akito's Akito is not presented as a person with flaws or whatever, like you said. So yeah, yeah, Akito is more and of Yuki a being there, Yuki symbolic character. <laughs> yeah, Akito is more of the symbolic character at that point. True, rather yeah. than uh, mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like Yuki being there to hold back Akito would never have happened. <laughs> based on the mm-hmm. <laughs> based on the like manga but there was no known connection between the two of them at that point so you know like Yuki's backstory with Akito had not been covered by the manga or by that part by the original anime so I think we had a bit of it just not to the extent that they because like we still had like um Yuki like freaking out when Akito comes to the school that's true and I think yeah, we had like a glimpse of like a key of like Yuki in the room or whatever, but it wasn't clear just how much emotional abuse uh, Kido had inflicted on Yuki at that point. Yeah, I think the end overall is better because it of the second anime because it shows Akito as like a more round character who's mm-hmm. changed and whatever, and Toru too because Toru also yeah. realizes that what she was doing by trying to like do something that's I guess quote unquote right was still hurting other people and whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just by virtue of having like more story behind it, it's uh the newer one is a more like satisfying ending. But yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think they both do a pretty good job of wrapping up the uh, the stories they were telling. Mm-hmm. Telling, yeah, definitely with mm-hmm. what they could in the first one for sure. Yeah, like the first one's definitely a bit more ambiguous, but that's because like it was obvious, like not obviously not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was just the end of the the story the anime was able to tell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple asked this uh, similar questions. So Nalu and Kyoru and Riot Binkai asked, how do you feel about the fact that the final season was only 13 episodes compared to the first two seasons? As manga readers, how do you feel about the parts from the manga that didn't make it to the anime? Riot Binkai says, I've seen plenty of readers complaining about the pacing and what was kept cut from the anime. Do you think the anime is a standalone without the manga to compare to as a well-crafted story? Do you think changes actually um, made the anime plot pacing not as good? And then what do you think about the pacing of, and breakup of the chapters, particularly in season three? So this is kind of like, how do we feel about the pace of um, the last season and parts like the adaptation from manga to anime? I feel like I'd have to watch it all again, like 
all at once to really get a good feel on the pacing, but it felt fine to me as we were watching it. Yeah. Um, like, there were some changes I think were a good idea to, like, kind of keep the anime pacing going. Like, we talked a little bit about, like, combining some, like, thematically similar chapters into one episode. And I think the changes they made in, um, I think it was season two, where they, like, brought a lot of stuff from later in the anime that didn't necessarily like have to be at a certain point in the timeline earlier so that they could make mm -hmm. it a bit like more of a season finale dramatic reveal stuff with Akito. Yeah, I think some of it even in Like I think that was a good idea. In season 1, like cuz they brought they had Hana and Uo's backstories like mm -hmm. back to back. And I think one of them was much later in the anime, I forget. Mhm. Mm yeah, like yeah, I think those were like good changes to make so that you could have like a a better more of a sound season structure with a dramatic like finale episode in each season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they did a good job splitting them up so that they all have like a good arc in this in the season, like beginning, middle, and end, and they all mm -hmm. have good like points in the story where they're broken up and stuff. Yeah, um, I think after thinking about the last season, like how do we feel about this? The last season only being thirteen episodes. Like, I don't know if there would have been enough content to mm -hmm. do twenty four. Like, in yeah. retrospect? Yeah, we talked about it a bit. I think there's, like, there would be enough for more than 13 episodes, right. but not quite enough not for a, a full... Yeah, like, a full, full season, so... That's how... Mm -hmm. That's what I so, think. And I think, yeah, I'd rather... And, yeah, I'd rather cut some stuff than have filler, so... <laughs> you don't want them to have their, like, sports tournament or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I gotta have the sports tournament. <laughs> and yeah, the beach up at... Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> The beach episode that takes up half a season, yes. <laughs> so yeah, they go I back to the beach for, oh, okay. for season three. Well, like, it's our break. Yeah, our school break. <laughs> Definitely. Time to go to the beach. They could have had another school trip. They already went to Kyoto, but they could go to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Even if they kept in every single thing and, like, kept in all the backstory with... Uh, Kakiru's girlfriend Komaki, otherwise known as mm -hmm. Meet Angel, yeah, um, and uh, like every single student council scene, and they like kind of followed the pacing exactly where it was like like they had before with like two chapters or so an episode. I still don't think that there would be quite enough. Mm -hmm. And like it was shocking how much they would take things from like three or four chapters and put it into one episode, and then it would all mm -hmm. make sense. And it didn't feel like fast, and it didn't feel like other than like a couple of ideas like we talked about, like Momiji, like the idea of the people not giving up on the cat or you know that like little running mm -hmm. running like gag slash storyline where you keep there's like the mogetta thing and then you could give yeah. like, the other mogetta thing or whatever like that all those little things that are like cute and fun they're still not really like necessary overall to telling the story so i to me it doesn't feel like the pacing <laughs> the pacing um was too fast in the last season or something like that mm -hmm. yeah say. stuff moves a lot faster in animation than when you're like reading a a graphic novel type thing so mm -hmm. like there's stuff that like you're like oh there's so much content but then like you can fit a whole lot of it into a pretty small space when you change it into like animation or tv show or something so yeah i think some of the things especially like proved that was like the rin stuff like i think we talked about that either all at once but it was like three or four chapters mm -hmm. or whatever but then it was like one episode of the anime and it were and they had like literally everything i yeah. don't remember that um, 
and then yeah but then basically they would just like combine a couple of scenes that were the same characters like we talked about already with momiji and like uh the student council and yuki and machi Mm -hmm. so you kind of have like all the same important things i think they actually did a good job of adapting things like that yeah um so it didn't feel weird it's like i guess we missed some time with those characters or whatever but i think like in terms of the execution of the story we didn't really miss anything Mm -hmm. by having it be adapted that way yeah i mean i wanted a full season in my heart but yeah i Mm -hmm. agree with you i don't think that i don't if 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 it was going to come down to adding a bunch of filler then it's like what's the point yeah or episodes being really slow like not feeling the same pace as the rest of the series i would say like that would that would be kind of a bummer too where it's Mm -hmm. like why is the last season everything takes forever and it's like three episodes to get one thing done or whatever you know like it might might be different Mm mm-hmm I think, like, manga readers probably complain about the pacing and stuff because there's, like, some scene they specifically wanted to see that they didn't get to see. I, I mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand, like... Yeah. It's I like, feel the same. if they could have, like, a... <laughs> kind of, like, a 16-episode season or something. Like... <laughs> yeah, 17 episodes yeah, or whatever. But, yeah, but that's... We can't not really a thing in the industry. This isn't so. like a Netflix show. Yeah. Or make the episodes, make the last season episodes like twice as long or whatever, but they can't mm-hmm. really do that. They already like ran them out. Half of them didn't have openings or endings. Yeah. So they really like ran out as much time as possible in the last couple of episodes to get a bunch of stuff in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, obviously I can't speak to that for real, but like, I feel like mm-hmm. if you were seeing this anime without any knowledge of the manga, I don't think it would feel like badly paced. Or I'm just anything. thinking like, when I saw, I remember seeing one of the Harry Potter movies. One of the ones where for the the where the book was much longer, like probably Order of the Phoenix or whatever, and mm-hmm. watching it and being like, how do how I wonder how people are understanding what the fuck this movie is about? Yeah, if they hadn't read the book, because like some because it was so fast paced, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that watching, yeah, Garuba, you know what I mean, and it doesn't feel slow, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel too fast, it doesn't feel too slow, so. Yeah. yeah. Even without that experience, it seems like you get a good, and I think like they, like I said, they kind of hit the most important points of the story. So I think like you get the right themes and stuff too, as opposed to the 2001 anime, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's okay. In summary, mm-hmm. in summary, <laughs> like yeah. you know, if we could have every single thing that we wanted to be animated, that would be fine, but or that would be better, mm-hmm. but didn't it didn't seem to have worked out like that? Yeah. I'm happier that it exists than that it doesn't, than that it mm-hmm. has things missing or whatever, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Death Small Cap says, did you like this take on the ending better than the manga, vice versa, or do you think they both stand up well? Are they different? I don't know. They're pretty similar. Like, Kamaki like... wasn't there but <laughs> in that one scene, but. <laughs> they didn't get to tease Kyo. Yeah. They didn't... They but even didn't, that was I, kind of, like, pre-ending. I guess they didn't have the yeah, bit how, where they were, like... Where they are like, oh, my God, they're dating. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, they admitted it. But <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, how far back do you consider, like, the ending? Like, two or three episodes? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> maybe just one? They didn't have any... I think um one thing that it's, like, it doesn't really matter, but in the last episode, they didn't have any of their... They had, like, a little a scene of them all taking a photo at school for the graduation they like didn't really have that they just kind of narrated over all of their any school stuff that happened at the end and they were like mm-hmm. and now we're all leaving and i think it, it doesn't it doesn't matter to the story but mm-hmm. that was a nice little moment at the end of the manga because 
you know, they all struggled so much at school. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember that. I thought it was just like the photo, but <laughs> maybe it was. I thought they had a couple more panels, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have the volumes uh, here. Anymore. I'm not walking over there. Fuck that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. No, this, all of this I choose to do, the, all this episode I'm choosing to do completely from memory. That's why we had to go look up the, <laughs> the other anime episode from the first one. I feel like they're pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Some of the, the pacing may be different because parts some of the parts were like moved around like didn't they move some of the stuff from akito and shigure was moved later or whatever but i think they all kind of fit together well mm -hmm. yeah i think all this everything was there so <clears throat> we're really yeah they both feel good maybe we're just not very picky is that it <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> like i'm just happy this anime was redone okay mm -hmm. like <laughs> yeah i always had kind of a i can't think of the word i want to say kind of a like Eh, kind of attitude toward a more relaxed attitude toward like adaptations in general like most of my life like mm -hmm. I've had like a lot of people like I'm a big reader and I've been friends with big readers and like you know the whole thing like oh my god the book is so much better I can't believe they ruined it blah 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 and I'm like they didn't ruin it the book is still there and you have yeah. to make different different choices for like a movie than a book because they're different mediums like <laughs> yeah like they're not 100%. yeah and there's somewhere and there's some things where it's like, I love the book and the movie, and I think they're pretty much different properties, but, like, they're still good as <laughs> their own things. Yeah. It's like, um, like uh, the Ghibli movie, Howl's Moving Castle, yes. is not a very good adaptation of the book Howl's Moving Castle, <laughs> but it's a really good movie. But it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy both of them for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But yeah, I, think, I feel like the ending is essentially the same, at least in, in, in all the pieces that are included and, like... The the last part of the question is, do you think they both stand out well? So is that a question about, like, who gets paired off with whom and whatever? Like, is that... <laughs> we're reading too much into the question? They're the same. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm happy with that. Yeah. I feel like it would take... I mean, I guess I think you'd have to come back in a few years to answer, like, if the anime ending stands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think, like, I think... what I learned most about this anime is like i just don't like anime that much in general <laughs> like <laughs> the things there's like things that are anime things that i don't like like i didn't like you know all the scenes where they have all the super like exaggerated like violence like where kyo flings toru into the air and he like mm -hmm. flies across it and it's just like this is all like ridiculous like that's not like that in the manga right mm -hmm. not that manga isn't ridiculous and i'm just saying i feel like that's a thing that like mm -hmm. people do in anime for some reason that's like not necessary but anyway whatever that's a side yeah. rant yeah, I enjoy watching, like, like anime, but it's, like, yeah, I'm, a, in general, I, just the way I consume things, I prefer to consume things, like, reading them, because I get really distracted when I'm watching things. Mm -hmm. Like, I was watching an episode of a TV show the other night, it was, like, a 45-minute episode, it took me, like, two hours to watch, because I kept, like, <laughs> pausing to, like, look at other stuff, and go make a snack, and stuff, and it's, like, and I enjoyed the episode, it wasn't like I was bored, I was just, like, it's just, it's easy to do other things while you're watching something. Yeah. Or I'd, like, get distracted and then, like, have to rewind it and stuff. <laughs> I feel like I prefer to either not watch them at all or be completely 100% focused, depending mm -hmm. on what the thing is. Yeah, that's is. why I like going to movie theaters, because yeah. you're kind of, like, enforced focus. <laughs> like, it's all I can do is eat popcorn and watch the movie. Yeah. Unless I want to be an asshole and take out my phone, which I will never do. <laughs> no! How rude! If you're going to take out your phone, just watch the movie at home. You don't need to pay yeah. $25 to go to a movie theater and mm -hmm. sit there with your fucking phone out. Mm -hmm. My husband yeah. is the kind of person who constantly watches movies like while he works and like does stuff, which I absolutely can't do. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I'll do that with stuff I've seen a, a bunch of times before. Like I'll, 
Like I used to in college, I would always put on The Lion King when I was studying for finals <laughs> because, like, I know that movie by heart, and so I can just like I'd be looking down, studying, and then like look up and be like, "Oh, it's this part. I'll watch it for a couple minutes." And then, <laughs> like, but if I was watching something for the first time, there's no way I could do it without <laughs> focusing my attention on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I like movies and I like TV shows. It's just they take longer longer for me to consume because <laughs> you're distracted. Because you're distractible. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like video games so much. Is there's no you way have to, to be have pay attention to a video game? No, you have to be focused. Unless it's like Tetris, and even then you're gonna you're gonna lose a Tetris. I made a mistake pay once attention. of listening to a podcast. There's this uh, podcast that I liked that was running for a while called Switched on Pop, which is about they like critically analyze pop music. And there was an episode about Taylor Swift. It was all about all of Taylor Swift's music. And I did one of those mazes in Legend of, in Breath of the Wild at the same time. And now every time I think about Legend of Zelda, I always think about Taylor Swift. It was like, a huge <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Just saying. Because <laughs> you have to be focused. Like, I was so focused yeah. on on it and then hearing it at the same time. And it's like, I have this very vivid memory of doing that stupid, that trial. And then mm-hmm. um, also listening to this podcast. So anyway, that's a side <laughs> rant. Yeah. Do you feel like, are you more of a visual person? Like visual learner or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell from the number of alliterations that you put in your <laughs> I wrote another one in this summary. I can't remember what it I can't remember what it was, but I was like, this is gonna be a mistake, but I I like it, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> it's okay. No matter how many times you say it, it'll only sound like you say it one time in the, <laughs> in the final cut. <laughs> Power of editing. <laughs> yeah, I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. The words that go into the things that I read sound like what I say. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, should I ask you the next question? <laughs> sure. The answer, to answer your question, do you like the do you like his take on the ending better than the manga or vice versa? I think they're kind of the, oh, I think we're, we're agreed they're kind of the same. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this Riot Bean Kai asks, did you read or watch a lot of anime only reactions to the show? Any favorites? Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I used to go and read, um, like I was part uh, on a, well, I'm still in the Discord server and like look at stuff that people said, but then I, but then I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting take, but I didn't really want to have that kind of like affecting our, my take on, on things that were coming out, like on the series and on the anime. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. stopped doing that on purpose. I haven't watched any reactions <laughs> to anything. Yeah. I enjoy, um, actually enjoy seeing people's reactions to things that I already mm-hmm. know really well, but I think like not something as it's coming out so much. Like yeah. Like I've really enjoyed um getting your like unspoiled reactions <laughs> on Full Metal Alchemist <laughs> as we My absolute joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, as we go through it. And like I've enjoyed like going through like when people do like like live blogs of a show or whatever when it's a show I really like or whatever mm-hmm. and already know really well. But um yeah, I don't really do that, like, while something is coming out. Because usually I get annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's not what it's like. I do remember people complaining about mm-hmm. Toru. There were some complaints about Toru being mm-hmm. mad about her dad dying. And they're like, oh, my God, she hated him because he died. And it's like, it's not like that. Like, why yeah. do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or like, I would wait until recording the episode. I had, like, a some... Tumblr ban on myself until we recorded the episode, basically, mm-hmm. every time. So that I didn't read other people's opinions. Yeah, sometimes I just, like... When something's still coming out, I get really mad at people who are like, 
get all like end of the world over like every little thing and i'm like it's not even over yet jesus christ <laughs> it's like people who like watch a movie trailer and are like oh my god it's gonna suck it's gonna be the worst thing ever how could they ruin this blah blah, blah. i'm like you haven't even seen it you've seen, seen two it. minutes of it yeah. out of context <laughs> wow so many feelings that you have yeah. <laughs> it just it just drives me crazy when people like and it's like it's like you're totally allowed to think wow that sucks i don't want to watch it like that's yeah. a fair opinion but if you're like i've seen this two minute trailer or i've seen like one episode and I can conclude that this entire series sucks or whatever. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can conclude that you have no interest in watching it. That's fair. <laughs> right, exactly. But you can't be like, it sucks based off this thing that I've watched. It's like this short thing that I've watched. It's like, I can declare that it totally sucks. It's like, no, yeah. you can't. There's this, there's like cancel culture. And then there's like the complete opposite of cancel culture, which is like, I am right. And this is like, right and the best. And like, you know what I mean? Where it's like this, mm -hmm. instead of being like, this person's wrong, it's like, I'm 100% right. And I know everything. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I this I watched this and it wasn't for me. It's like, this yeah. is 100% awful. Mm -hmm. And there's like no in between. Yeah, it's you like, know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It it's like the death of opinions in a way. It's like everything has yeah, to be like a fact. And it's like, no, it's no, you can just say you don't like it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like everything also, and like you can be polite about it <laughs> yeah and like everything you dislike has to be like objectively terrible and everything you like has to be objectively great it's like no there's stuff i hate that i can acknowledge is art like artistically really good yeah or like technically really well made or whatever and then there's like stuff i love where i'm like oh no it's terrible i'm gonna watch it five more times like <laughs> <laughs> i had this um these old co-workers and we had a list so without with completely independently we made lists of our top 10 favorite movies and then we talked about them and and then it would be like okay like this is gonna sound dumb but one of my top 10 favorite movies is like whatever and then they every single like all of, all of us three had things on our list that were completely stupid they were horrible movies or whatever mm -hmm. but they all had like reasons why i'd be like oh i watched this movie with my family or like i think this is really funny and it's like mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like it but i like it or whatever so everybody had like movies that were objectively great and movies that were like objectively terrible but personally mm -hmm. they liked yeah. so i feel like that's reasonable mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a normal reaction there's a lot of grandstanding on the internet though mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah there's and like i know people exaggerate their stuff for internet reactions but it's like some people seem like to really believe that and it's like please please calm down but those are the ones that are um, the worst because yeah. yeah exactly like um, take a break it's just a mm -hmm. movie like yeah but yeah like there's a i think i've told you the story there was some movie i was talking to my one of my college roommates about i can't remember what movie it was it might have been dragon heart <laughs> yeah. um but anyway but uh, i like asked if they'd i was like talking about it and they said they'd never seen it and i'm like oh you should and they're like is it good and i was like not really but you should watch it <laughs> It's like when we were trying to tell it, we were talking about Dirty Dancing and with one of my friends who had never seen it. And she was, and we, this was like at a table, there was like maybe 10 of us. We were at dim sum. This is very important for the context <laughs> of the conversation. And um, she was like, is it good? And everybody looked at each other. Like everybody else who was talking about it was like, <laughs> no, it's a fine movie. <laughs> Someone in the audience is probably really offended that I'm describing Dirty Dancing that way. And that person is your mom. <laughs> who loves dirty dancing yes <laughs> but yeah we were like it's uh, we're gonna get fun. an angry anonymous uh anonymous yeah. hate letter and it's gonna be from my mother <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with it but there's not that much great about it either like it's fine right it's like a mm -hmm. 
80s like whatever it's, romance movie yeah it's, it's like it is very much an 80s movie it, it's an 80s movie it's like an <laughs> 80s movie is, is like a genre of movie it's kind of mm-hmm. like 90s rom-com it's like a whole genre you know mm-hmm. it's like saying is you've got mail good like well i don't think so but i've seen it a lot so yeah <laughs> like i don't know anyway yeah like a lot of the movies i like personally enjoy best are like in the like six point something range on imdb <laughs> like <laughs> Dragonheart is 6.5 out of 10, by the way, on IMDb. You know? You know that offhand? I just Googled it. I can't say that I've ever seen Dragonheart. You should watch it. (laughs) Well, is it good? Not really, but... (laughs) Yeah, Sean Connery as a dragon. Take What? Judge as you will from that information. (laughs) Maybe I should watch it. Maybe I should. Next question? Is it... (laughs) Okay, no, we didn't. We answered that question. That we was the question. yeah. It's like we went way off, <laughs> we went, way off rails well, this on is that your one last a bit. But <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> okay. Oh, I doubt that's true. <laughs> Look at how many questions. Yeah, that's we true. Have There's left. more questions left. You're right. So we're the next topic is like questions about this the the announced spinoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hope everyone's ready. All right. So first we have. Uh, <laughs> I always want to read their number out the way you did the first time. <laughs> You mean a non four two zero six nine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first from uh, loyal listener, a non four twenty sixty nine. Despite Ellen ruining their name, is <laughs> uh, do you think they cut out Meat Angel and Toru's parents' weird relationship because of less work time due to COVID? And then. Riot Being Kai says, what are your thoughts on the Kyoko Katsuya story being cut so it could be turned into an OVA? And then What the Bananas says, <laughs> how are you feeling about the spinoff announcement? And if you were in charge, what would you make the focus of a new spinoff series to Fruits Basket? <laughs> how do you feel about the the OVA? Well, I'll watch it. Like, I'm, uh, like I'm neutral to positive on the Kyoko Katsuya uh, storyline mm-hmm. like the you know the middle school thing is eh, but um <laughs> <laughs> well we we already warned our listeners multiple times yeah. <laughs> of not talk to strangers until there's 20 yeah. or whatever um mm-hmm. but like <laughs> but i like the story itself and they wind up being like they were happy in a, yeah they wind up being uh, seems to be good for each other and like katsuya like seemed to have been a really good father to toru when he was around and everything so mm-hmm. it turned out okay and mm-hmm. even though it was sketchy yeah it's like i mean i wouldn't rec- i wouldn't take it as a uh yeah a guide on what to do in real life but you know it's a it's a manga <laughs> well if you ever find yourself in the company of a family cursed with the zodiac experience, yeah. <laughs> then maybe you can live your life differently mm-hmm. um yeah i i mean i would watch it i'll probably watch it when it comes out of or whatever they're gonna do but i don't mm-hmm. i definitely like their relationship is definitely considered controversial and so i don't know if i, if I was producing mm-hmm. it, if i would make that choice but whatever. i think i would up it to high school <laughs> oh maybe they'll just change her character that's possible yeah because it's like i think <laughs> i think her being yeah well i think her being in school and at the mercy of her terrible parents and katsia being a not very ambitious uh student teacher is relevant to why they hit it off and why they were beneficial to each other. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you could keep those elements while making it a little bit less sketchy. I wonder <laughs> if they'll change it. Maybe they will. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. That's the choice I would make if I were doing it. 
So I would just make her a, put her in high school instead of middle school. Yeah, I forget if they how much they talked about her backstory mm-hmm. with him. I don't think they really said much about it. The thing is, like, he was he was the only like adult in her life or the only person in her life who probably like actually cared about her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think some people were pleased that they. I had a when we <laughs> so one of our mutual friends, Kayla, asked me what do you think about this announcement at this OVA? And I was like, well, let me tell you <laughs> and have like a whole rant. Cause I well, first had to explain why it's controversial. <laughs> and then it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would do, but I did laugh when it was announced just because there were so many people who were like, please, please that it was cut. And I'm just like, ha. <laughs> can't confirm. But... I sent Kayla the, the Twitter announcement and she just said, ha. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, whatever. But then I think, like, if you wanted to... So the only reason that I can think that they want to do this OVA is, like, well, they would just want to air more things to make more money. So why wouldn't you just do another? Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you adapt another? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Who, someone's really know. passionate about the Kyoko Katsuya story. <laughs> someone, someone in the production yeah. team was like, it has to happen. Yeah, I do think there was some... I do think some stuff suffered a little bit from not having that in the in the main story. Yeah, like the whole last scene. I remember we were, mm-hmm. where she like wakes up at the the beach and whatever. I was like, did they explain this at all? <laughs> we were talking mm-hmm. about that episode. Yeah, because uh, like Katya bringing her to the beach. Yeah, and like a why significant moment. The way that Kyoko reacted when he died is sort of mm-hmm. unexplained, and like why. Yeah, we didn't ever like really gone. get the full. Yeah, we didn't ever really get that full. No, it's just like she left of, for I mean, a long I think time. He, yeah, you it's know. like I think you can kind of work out the uh, the broad strokes of what happened, but yeah, but like her perspective on it is missing, so you don't feel much. Maybe you don't feel as sympathetic or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the same with, and then like that's probably why those people commented like, "Oh, how dare Toru? How dare Toru be mad at her dad for dying?" But it's like, but the extent of what happened after wasn't shown in the anime. I guess we can't yeah. talk about this very much without spoiling this OVA. But yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. yeah. and we also lost some of the um, some of the depth of. Uh... Tori's grandfather's uh, character, too. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's not... It's semi-essential to the main story because it affects Toru's character. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Tor- it affects Toru. And yeah, the- it's important background. I think they put enough in to make it work, but they think there is some nuance and, like, emotional depth that you lose from not having it. Yeah. I know I said that I'm okay with the, the 13 episodes, but I think, like, Toru's mm-hmm. arc, all of that stuff is... It's just like the the time to absorb all of that is reduced by making the third season thirteen episodes. So she her kind of like character growth kind of gets shafted mm-hmm. by shortening it. But whatever. Yeah, but I think like the time to put that in would have been earlier rather than in season three. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, like, I yeah, guess they could making have, like... OVA isn't gonna make that better. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I so I'm not like super excited about it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll partake when it's available on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be forced to do an <laughs> episode about it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. It'll be know. fun to see the reactions if they <laughs> keep it exactly the same. <laughs> It'll be fun if they change it. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we already spoiled too much. Anyway, whatever. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. It's okay. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of the expectation for this kind of wrap-up episode since people are asking us about I told them up front. I warned them. Yeah, the opinions on... On the manga versus anime. On manga versus anime, yeah. Yeah. True. So basically, generally ambivalent, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll watch it, is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Neutral to positive. <laughs> Neutral to positive. And also, what would you focus as... What would you make as a spinoff? I would. I don't know why you wouldn't just do another as a spinoff, but whatever. 
<laughs> if you have a you feel like you have a captive audience enough to make like an OVA, why wouldn't you just make another? <laughs> but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Kimmy's basket. Yeah, Kimmy's basket, most important <laughs> of all, obviously. Just a whole spin-off from Kimmy's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> like and then Kimmy walked into the student council room and U- Union was there. <laughs> it's all narrated by her. Yes. It's like all she's the only voice actress and <laughs> all she does is narrate her own story. <laughs> Why don't, why don't we get paid to write this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're on to our next session, which is like anime related, but what if questions, which are some of my favorite ones that we get more like hypothetical <laughs> questions. But so Death Small Caps asked, how do you think the series would have been different if Yuki, Toru, and Kyo's roles had been switched? So like Toru is the cat, Kyo is the rat, Yuki's just a regular, regular Joe. And then I guess if Toru was the rat, Kyo is a Joe, and Yuki's the cat. I'm not sure they'd be much different, but still. <laughs> it's hard to say because I feel like their roles are so vital to like their personalities. Yeah, because Tori's whole perspective is that she's external to the curse. She's external to the mm-hmm. family. Yeah, but I guess and what like, you're saying is like if the person external had the personality of Kyo or the person external yeah. had the personality of Yuki, then maybe that's the mm-hmm. question. Yeah, because it's like so much of Kyo's like anger issues and stuff is based on his role as the cat, and Yuki's issues is the so on and so forth i wonder how much separated their personality is from their their backstory mm-hmm. kyo and toru actually have a similar if kyo is the joe kyo and toru actually have a similar similar backstory in the sense that they lost like their they don't have a good relationship with their parents they like lost their parents although kyo has shisho mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different <laughs> and then mm-hmm. yuki invites him to stay with them and then there are three bachelors in the house or whatever that- and then toru jumps <laughs> through the roof is that what happens <laughs> I was going to say, does that mean, like, Shisho raise, raises Toru as a martial arts master? <laughs> Endless speculation. She'd be, like, Kagura, but, like, controlled. I feel like she'd be, like, sobbing as she punches people. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to fight because you're the cat and I'm the rat, or whatever. I can see Toru being the rat. She's kind of, or, like, being, I can see Toru reacting similarly to Yuki in the situation that he was in. So if, if Toru was... Like taken by Akito and the head and and favor the favorite in the family and stuff. I think she might withdraw, so mm-hmm. maybe that should be in the same situation. And like being, you know, she they said that Toru was like bullied and stuff as a kid, so she was kind of a, a loner until she met Hana and Uo. Maybe maybe it would be the same. Like maybe she would end up in a similar situation to Yuki, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Haru would be her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki did have kind of a Toru like influence on baby Haru. That's true. <laughs> well, Yuki also, once he's more like confident and stuff, he has similar sort of like attributes. Like he did the Toru thing to Machi, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kyo, Kyo ran away into the woods or whatever. So he can prove that he can live in the woods by himself in a pitch a tent on random a random person's <laughs> property. I, you think Yuki would have just died on the streets because <laughs> he couldn't cook for himself or anything if he was alone without parents. Like, <laughs> without Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to him. set up the tent. It would be... <laughs> It'd be all like sad and they would, slumped over. <laughs> they would find him like in a sleeping bag on the ground. Just yeah. like, what are you doing here? Eating like a, a ramen out of the packet but not cooked or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Toru would mysteriously take him in and then go use her rat army to pick up all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Toru controlling rats? She would they would all be so cute. It'd be like fucking like yeah. Cinderella. She would just be she would like politely ask them yeah. every time. She'd give them high fives when they showed mm-hmm. up and stuff. Excuse me guys, could we <laughs> And they're like oh, I love when Toru calls us to come dig up her sh- dig up people's stuff and like mm-hmm. fight with the cat. Mm-hmm. If Kyo and Toru were mortal enemies. <laughs> Toru was the rat and Kyo was the cat. 
It'd be a different kind of love story, that's for sure. Yeah. I think Kyo <laughs> would be able to keep up his rage if it was someone like Toru. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps through. She's like, he's like, it's all that damn rat's fault. It's all her fault. And then he jumps through the roof and she's like, I made muffins. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> As he's eating them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toru does everything perfectly. And everyone... <laughs> Everyone, it, I mean, they already hate her for being friends with Yuki, so then they're just like, and she's perfect, she gets perfect grades or whatever, and then Tori becomes head of the student council. <laughs> this doesn't really answer the question. None of that has to do with her being the rat. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> just substituting Tori for, for Yuki's role in the story. As <laughs> Death Small Caps said, I'm not sure if they'd be that much different, but still, yeah. I don't know. I agree, but the idea of uh, the ideas are good. <laughs> Do you have any additional headcanon to throw in here? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. You want to ask the next question? Uh, this one comes from Anon42069. You mean? Yes. <laughs> so, if you could be any character for a day, who would it be? If you were a Zodiac member, would you spend most of the day as an animal? If you choose Akito, would you transfer her money into your bank accounts? LOL. <laughs> I wonder if Akito has money personally. <laughs> it's just the, the family money, right? I guess she's in control of it. Mm -hmm. Transfer, I don't know. I would be Kureno so that I could use his giant computer and just like play video game, play Tetris all day. <laughs> while you're supposed to be doing whatever hacker thing he's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, right. I would want to be is, someone is... like, huh? I would want to be someone like far away from the entire family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe one of Kyo's uh... random friends or something. <laughs> oh yeah some random like you could be now actually i think that i, I would be now and be super bitter about everybody yeah. all the time <laughs> everyone please get back to work i'll be kimi mm -hmm. i don't have the audacity to be kimi <laughs> few do <laughs> she's definitely one of a kind maybe uo i feel like now that things have settled down in her life she's she's doing good she's just got her like part-time job and she's like living her life are these boring mm -hmm. answers i don't think i, I definitely don't would you want to be one of the Zodiac and would you spend time as the, as the animal? I started thinking about all of them and I made a face. It's <laughs> like, we, I think we answered before, if you could be a Zodiac animal, what, what would you be or whatever? And I remember mm -hmm. saying that I would be a horse because then you could like run or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or fly, be a bird. But Karino's not a bird anymore. He can't fly anymore. So mm -hmm. what's the point other than to use his hacker <laughs> skills? You could be like Momo. I bet Momo has a pretty good life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Spying on her mysterious, the the boy who looks exactly like her that's not related to her in any way. <laughs> doing her violin lessons. <laughs> Shigure, be Shigure, just lay around the house and then like turn out a bunch of work <laughs> at the last minute. Yeah. It's like, isn't that what we already do? Yeah. That is, the only difference would be you're now part of a rich family. <laughs> oh, I bet Kakuri would have a, friend, a fun day. Mm -hmm. He's like looking at like stupid photos on his phone and just like hanging out and having yeah. fun. It might be fun to be back in high school again, just without mm -hmm. with less drama than the yeah. Somas. Yeah, I guess he's past most of his uh, trauma. The family so. drama. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be so bad to spend a day. That's cockier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I should ask the next question. Sure. Oh, the next question also comes from Anon four two zero six nine, which is, who do you think is taller, Yuki or Kyo? Can we get the official stats? I forgot to look <laughs> this up. There's got to be a list somewhere of all of their information. That's how anime works. Mm-hmm. Or like one of those like height chart things where they're all standing. 
According to the Fruits Basket Wiki, Kyo is five foot seven. How about Yuki? Wait, they're both five foot seven? No. <clears throat> Don't lie to me. Oh, Kyo weighs slightly feel... more. He's more bulky. <laughs> I feel like Yuki's got to be like half an inch taller, and it enrages Kyo. Probably. Yeah, in a in a hypothetical sense, not using the Fruits Basket Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki, yeah, effortlessly grew slightly taller, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it pisses Kyo off. He's like, he gets everything. Yeah. I have to work for everything. Even my height, that stupid rat is like half an inch taller than me. And then Kyo, like, whenever they're like, oh, how tall are you or whatever, y- Yuki just like stares directly at Kyo and is like, whatever, number, whatever, five foot, 7.5. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyo is like, God damn, Kyo you, flips damn the you table. rat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, another one from Anon42069. If you had the time to write a fanfic of this, what do you think would be the perfect AU? The perfect AU is such a a tall, t- hard ask. Space pirates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect AU for anything. Yes. Space pirates. <laughs> well, my, when I read this question, my immediate answer in my head was Harry Potter. And <laughs> there's obviously no other answer. <laughs> then you sort them all into their houses. <laughs> Kyo gets put into Hufflepuff and he hates it. <laughs> yeah, you could do some. I mean, there's some like. Uh, I feel like Magic Wizard School, Magic Witch and Wizard School. Yeah, there's some like uh, you know long-standing family drama kind of stuff in, in Harry Potter Pabra. universe. So. They're already they're cursed. So <laughs> there's some like ancient pure blood family with mysterious stuff. I don't know. I haven't but read Harry Potter in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're saying the Somos are an ancient pureblood family, and then some like they invite a mudblood girl to live with them, mm-hmm. and then she's able to like break the spell that's cursed the family for years. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It writes itself. Yeah, they all <laughs> pretend they all just become really good animaguses, but they're actually cursed. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> just like um, Remus, although he didn't pretend; they just covered for him. <laughs> yeah. But also consider space pirates. Yeah, there's what was what would the space pirate plot be? They're all I don't like know, a just crew. Space yes, I think they're all a crew on a ship. The Somas are all a crew on a ship in the tour. It's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean at the beginning, where they're like, "Oh my god, a girl is on the ship. What do we do?" And mm-hmm. then they're all cursed. They're all cur- it's just like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also in space. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give us start believing in ghost stories, Masanda, because <laughs> you're in one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yuki has to say that. Yuki has to be the weird one because he's so weird at the beginning. Because <laughs> you're in one. <laughs> Barbosa, so Barbosa can be Yuki, or like you can be like Barbosa, and then uh, Hoot Jack would have to be like Kyo is like Captain Jack. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do they? How do you mysteriously get on? They have to land on a planet and then they pick him up, or whatever. <laughs> Oh, everything is perfect. <laughs> Actually, no, Yuki has to be like, Yuki's like Will Turner because Will Turner's such a goody goody, you know? <laughs> and then Kyo's Captain Jack. So mm-hmm. does that make Sugar Ray Barbosa? <laughs> the secret internal <laughs> asshole side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that he has that. He becomes mm-hmm. kind of a dick later when he becomes more confident and swarthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it writes itself. This is like Pirates of the Caribbean in space and also it's for fun. Yes. <laughs> Why haven't we written these fanfics? It's like, notice how all our references are from like the early 2000s. <laughs> hey, shut up. They know that we're millennials. They know how like, what was the word we learned yesterday? Chewy? They know how chewy we are. 
was like, Chuggy. I don't know anything about TikTok. Oh, should I cut all of this? I don't want people to know that I how much of an idiot I am. Oh, I feel Lord. like the. <laughs> The best AU is the high school AU when it's an ice what's a high school when it's a high school anime, then you can't have a high school AU. Unless it's a wizard high school, like I already well, said. Well then you got then it's gotta be a coffee shop AU. Oh what's the coffee shop AU? <laughs> Yuki's a barista and then Toru comes in and then <laughs> <laughs> she breaks a vase and then has to work. I was for gonna it say when it's becoming a scum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is why they don't pay us to write anything, so we don't have any original ideas. <laughs> I feel like Toru would be the barista, and she keeps having these uh, rich people with problems come into her coffee shop. Oh, it's a bar. It's a bar AU. Yes, <laughs> but it's a coffee shop because they're teenagers. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't actually read that many coffee shop AUs to know what the standard of a coffee shop AU is. <laughs> I think it's generally like some of the cast works at a coffee shop, and some of them come in, and then they fall in love. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're moving on to a new segment, and this segment is Animal Break. <laughs> Listeners will be familiar with our previous, all our previous talking about different animals and stuff. <laughs> and so, so I st- segmented these next questions into a full Animal Break, all about animals. <laughs> <laughs> so the first note slash question is from Anon four twenty six nine, and they write, "I also, also, I just want to let you know that I recently found out that foals are very nippy and fluffy and have." bushy the bushiest little tails and it's really fun to think about baby rin looking like that yes i agree mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like it's been so long since so we've talked about animals it's very important <laughs> uh and then a non for 2069 and riot bean kai both ask how our pets are doing yay non for 2069 specified bourbon kitties <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any new pets you don't have any new pets oh no wait no. they don't know about your your noodle do they yeah, I guess about... we said that on the. I probably think we last only time? did on the Full Alchemist questions. So yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a snake now. Um, yeah. <laughs> someone uh, abandoned her at my work, and I took her in. So I acquired a snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name. Good. Her name is Soba because she's a noodle. <laughs> Burb is doing good. You guys have probably heard them heard him uh, so far in this <laughs> podcast, unless Ellen's really good at editing him out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not behind some of the things you said already. <laughs> uh, the cats are good. One of them broke his little tooth mysteriously, though. I'm not happy about that, so he's gonna probably gonna have to get that extracted. But whatever. They're, he doesn't seem to give a shit about it, so I guess he's fine. <laughs> he's too dumb to care. Definitely. <laughs> I'm more like the the hover uh, the helicopter parent that's like, "What did you do? What did you do? Your poor little mouth!" And he's just like slow blinking or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> blinking one eye at a time <laughs> but yeah they're fine they're fluffy they're getting my cats are getting they're like a, oh just over a year old now so they're getting like they're still growing so sometimes i look at them and i'm like when did you get that big like mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're fluffy getting more and more fluffy okay our next question is if your pets were possessed by a zodiac spirit which would most fit their personality i think bowie's the boar <laughs> <laughs> yeah he seems to just be all up into things mm-hmm <laughs> Without thinking. He's like, I love you so much, chomp. <laughs> You're like, my skin, my delicate skin. <laughs> I think, uh, wait, so would Soba would be so be obsessed by the snake because she's a snake? <laughs> she's a snake. <laughs> snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think about my cats. The obvious answer is cat, but. 
I mean, like, he's such shy. But I'm trying to remember what the, the actual, like, proper zodiac traits are supposed to be. <laughs> if we're going off of, like, Furuba rules, then Haku would definitely be the tiger, like Hisa. He's, like, super shy and quiet. Mm -hmm. He's known to chomp a little bit, so <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then, um, although they're both good, they don't really bite that much. And then Hal's um, boorish also, like, he's always getting into stuff. <laughs> but not because he loves us. I think he's he's more, like, curious. Uh, non for 2069s. Oh, yeah, we're on a new section now. It's for... Yes. Uh, about us. <laughs> yeah, we're back to about us. Oh, and about random mm -hmm. stuff. This is also yeah. etc. There's some other things that aren't, but yeah. Most of us, I think. Hey. Uh, non for 2069 says, how are you guys doing, despite the heat waves and all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I just quit my job, and I have a new job lined up, so I'm excited about that, because it was really fucking busy, <laughs> and I hated it so much. So now that's done. <laughs> oh, also, there's not really a heat wave here. It's like cold and rainy. It's like in the <laughs> 60s and rainy. So it's fine. Yeah, it's been hot where I am, but we've had some uh, storms lately. So it's cooled up a little bit. So do you feel I'm like it's so good? Is it normal for you, though? Because isn't it always kind of hot there? I forget. Uh, I don't know. It gets kind of hot in the summer, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't like it. So like every time it gets hot, I'm like, why is it so hot? Even if it's normal hot. <laughs> For wherever I am, so I feel the same way. It's like, oh, it's mm -hmm. like in the sixties and rainy, no problem. That's fine. Although I yeah. hope I wish it would be a little bit sunnier for the garden, but mm -hmm. yeah, not. Yeah, no I like to live weather. in like the mid seventies, but I'd like that too. Yeah. We just don't get that option. Mm -hmm. At least I live in a place where, even though it goes to like minus twenty in the winter, it doesn't really go above like the. Uh, there's a couple days where it was like the upper eighties, but if it's like twice a year, then whatever, who cares, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're good. Anything else interesting happening in your life? <laughs> Not really. Uh, work's been busy, but I still like my job, so. That's good. You don't hate it like me. You don't loathe it. No. <laughs> okay. It's fine. I took care of that problem. It's, it's mm -hmm. done for now. Now we'll see what new things come in. New job. New things to hate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the, but one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was a young, a younger person, I was thinking about leaving my first like kind of full-time job. I was like, I don't know, there's like good things, but there's like bad things. And the person I was talking to was like, well, the thing is like, there are problems at every job, but sometimes you have to just have to trade your problems for new problems. So yeah, for different mm -hmm. problems, <laughs> which is definitely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One a good thing I learned early on is like, it's like you're an adult, you can change it if yeah. you're in a situation that's bad at like work or whatever. So I also feel like I had mm -hmm. um, people that I worked with when they were not happy about their current job and they would complain to like all the other like, you know, mm -hmm. never to their manager, but like to everybody else, like to all of their other like kind of mm -hmm. people at the same level as them. And it just like makes work really shitty because you're like, I don't yeah. feel like that. And I don't like, mm -hmm. you know, like I get that you're upset, but like you could just leave or whatever. And then they all, mm -hmm. those type of people always hang on the longest where they're like, they're, yeah. I hate my job and they're there for like six more months. Mm -hmm. And I specifically tried not to talk to certain people about, like, some other people already know some of the problems with the place that I was working at, or they're, you know, or whatever. But, like, we had a bunch of new people join, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just leaving because I want something different. Like, I didn't tell them about all the problems, because it doesn't help them. Like, anyway, whatever. Mm -hmm. Every every work experience is different for every person there, so. Anyway, whatever. That's my mm -hmm. rant about that. Anon42069 also asks, how do you feel, oh, how do you feel you've improved as podcasters over the years? I feel like you both talk more confidently now, and that's cool. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> first of all. I also feel that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think if you listen to, like, the first, especially the first, well, if you listen to the first, like, 15 episodes, 
first of all, thanks for sticking around. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's audio quality improved way more in, after that because I changed the way that we record, which helped a lot. Well, which, which helped significantly. It was the only thing that made a difference. And then I think also just the first, if you listen to the first episodes, it's kind of like, I don't, we didn't really know what we were doing. So mm-hmm. it's like the first, I remember the first summary is like really slow and whatever. And now I think we just like have regular conversation and it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think I've gotten better at summarizing. I think you've gotten really good at summarizing, especially for equivalent exchange. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten into a groove for mm-hmm. both of our shows. So. I also don't worry as much about things. Like, people used to send a lot of comments. Like, people always have an opinion about everything you do online. And so it wasn't a lot. And we never got any, like, really negative, like, never, like, hate comments or spamming or anything like that. But people would be like, mm-hmm. I think you should talk about this. Or you <clears throat> missed this thing. Or you missed that thing. And then after a while, I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> which helps yeah. a lot. <laughs> so... So yeah, like I appreciate their their feedback in general, but like people's feedback in general, but when they're just like, you missed this, it's like, I didn't miss anything. I purposely didn't say it or mm-hmm. didn't think it was important to talk about or whatever. Like anyway, you know, mm-hmm. you got things to say, make your own podcast. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said something recently. It was like, it was like it's kind of long or whatever. And I was like, well, I like long, pod- long podcasts, so we're... The target audience is people like me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes, like, we mentioned... Oh, it was, must have been an equivalent exchange when we did the question episode, but we mentioned... I mentioned I have a podcast with my sister about geology. And sometimes people ask her stuff, and, or, like, they send they send really nice messages and stuff, and I think she's kind of overwhelmed sometimes by, like, how much people send, because they we get, like, a lot of comments. It's surprising. And we haven't released an episode for, like, two months. So, mm-hmm. so and it's, <laughs> there's people who still send comments, which is very sweet. But I just, like, if you don't want to, you don't have any obligation to, like, reply to them or whatever. Like, I feel, like, more confident in managing mm-hmm. things in general for the podcast and kind of, like, what, what this is to us. Like, it's a hobby. And, you know, if an episode is late, then whatever. Like, sometimes I just, like, can't. Like, that's how it is. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel more confident in like what we're actually the quality, mm-hmm. I think, of what we're talking about is improved and is better. And then like how I feel more confident in like managing what's important to me, I guess, in the in the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Small Caps asks, do you think you would have done this podcast if there hadn't been a new TV series coming out? I think so. Yeah, we've talked about it for a long time. I'm pretty sure I messaged you at least a year before they even announced mm-hmm. the anime. And I was like, or we were talking about it for a while. Like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, I want to do a podcast about Frubo. We should do that. And it's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happened for a long time just because it takes a long time to, for things <laughs> to, to happen yeah. when you have a life and stuff. Yeah. And like, I think that was when we were renovating our house a lot. Like, I was just doing a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they announced it. And I was like, well, now we have to do it because now it's fake. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the, I guess the planning of the release definitely did happen around after they announced mm-hmm. the new anime. But we, I think we would have done it without the anime. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good, like, kick in the pants to actually get it started, but the plan was definitely (laughs) there before the announcement in some form. (laughs) It was like we had agreed that we would do a project and it would be for a podcast, Mm -hmm. but, like, the actual, like, timeline or, like, when it was going to start or whatever, it was all, that all came, I think, after they made the announcement. I was like, we have to start before so that we're, like, ahead Mm -hmm. and we can, like, read ahead and talk about the anime at the same time and maybe we'll talk about it and then we didn't obviously didn't have a plan because the first like three episodes of the the anime like anime breaks didn't start until the first couple of episodes of the anime had come out and then i was like like, i think we do need to have like a completely separate thing to talk about Mm -hmm. and we in addition to like um yeah didn't we like we talked like like, briefly about the episodes like at the end of our 
like normal episodes yeah. about the anime, I think, the first couple times. <laughs> and then I did something confusing where I named them episode anime break one and it was actually about episode three or four yeah so then i went right back and renamed all of them so like i feel like in terms of growing improving as podcasters i think like long-term planning (laughs) yeah long-term planning and one thing that we did for this podcast in particular and and i like changed the plan a lot actually during covid because we did a couple more longer episodes that we weren't scheduled to do yeah one thing that i learned or i think things that we learned and did over in this podcast that were interesting or like we did a couple of experimental things which was cool like we streamed we had our radio show <laughs> where we incorporated a radio show. There was an episode where I made you fight with me. Mm-hmm. You were <laughs> as as Kakaru. So I kind of liked exploring like different things. So it's a good venue to like experiment, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done stuff like that and I think that helps too. I think it's gonna help us with our with our next project. Yeah. Perhaps mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or our future projects. I feel like we've done interesting things. So yeah, so we would have done we definitely would have done it. So the next question also comes from Death Small Caps and it's do you guys have plans to record in person with each other once COVID restrictions have relaxed in a sensible way? That's probably no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to someday. No plans, but. but yeah. No. We don't live together. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't we talked about this before, but we live in Yeah, we all live places, in different so. places. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, we were going to do one that one time, and then you, like, lost <laughs> your voice. <laughs> yeah, I was sick. <laughs> I went to visit, I went to visit, because my sister also used to live in the same area as Kayla, so I was visiting both of them, and I was like, oh, I have a little cold, but it'll be fine, and, like, we did this um, very, like, physical event the first day that I got there, and so I feel like that (laughs) contributed to me getting slightly sicker. I mean, I didn't feel, like, that bad, Mm -hmm. but I did completely lose my voice. It was, like, so bad that we would go to restaurants, and they'd be like, what do you want? And I'd be like, what? (laughs) And they'd be like... They'd be like, "What?" And I'd have to like tug one of the other people yeah. at the table and like whisper my order to in their ear. Yeah, they were like all whispering for no reason, just because you were whispering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> I caused a phenomenon. And the really funny thing was when I went when I left the trip and went back to work. Everybody was like, "Wow, your voice is horrible. What happened?" And I was like, "This is nothing. You can like hear me talking. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't. It literally could had no volume. So yeah, that was crazy. That was the literally. I don't think I've ever lost my voice like mm-hmm. that." <laughs> that one time <laughs> so yeah we had had plans to record in person but then we couldn't mm-hmm. that was a feel like a rough year for sickness for me because then uh that was when we also had that was when i was concussed yeah. also <laughs> later that year <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah i don't know it would it'd be nice too we don't have any plans mm-hmm. yeah uh right being kai asks would you make Kazum watch the anime and do you think he'd like it if he does watch it does he have a twitter or something so i can follow him live tweeting his reactions <laughs> his reactions <laughs> yeah I don't uh, think Cosm has a Twitter. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Cosm is our uh, yeah. third co-host on our uh, Full Alchemist podcast, Equivalent Exchange. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought he said he watched it, but he doesn't remember. Yeah, I something. think he said he watched, he watched some watched of the. Anime? I think he said he watched some of the first one, the original yeah. anime. The anime. Yeah. I mean, he had non-committal answers when we were joking about it yeah. before, <laughs> or when when we asked some questions about it before. Um, I wouldn't force him to, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever. He definitely doesn't have a Twitter though, yeah. so <laughs> I don't know what we would do to get his reaction. <laughs> Just put like a like a random section at the end and be like, hey, Cosm, how's that uh, Fruits Basket watch going? <laughs> and then it's just him screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells a completely like unrelated yes. story. <laughs> About Homestar Runner. Yeah, exactly. 
he'll never let him live it down. <laughs> Except that he made it. He made it back by trolling me last time about the the dumpling <laughs> stuff from the east and west. For all our inside jokes, you can listen to yes. the Equivalent Exchange podcast for a different set of inside <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Bean Kai asks, "Will you be reading another now that the anime is over, or do you prefer to leave the future after Furuba a more ambiguous fictional possibility in your mind?" <laughs> 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 we will be reading another. I have an announcement. That's the announcement. <laughs> I can. I read it. I've read it now. Well, I've already read it. Ha ha. But Kayla will be reading it and we'll be discussing it at some point. I don't know when. <laughs> I haven't put a timestamp on it. Hopefully sometime, probably sometime in the fall. I think we should finish uh, FMA first. Yeah. But that will be pretty soon. That's only like, I think there's only eight or nine episodes left. Something like that. Like it's a pretty small number. Yeah. We're going to so. finish like early September, I think. Yeah. Or late August. Yeah. Lisa, I think it is early September. Like yeah. So, so sometime in the fall, sometime in maybe in September, I don't know yet exactly. But the, if you are, if you aren't following our social media things, um, you should do that, and I'll post about it there. But if you're following like the podcast on your, like whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, then you'll just like get the episode, you know, mm -hmm. and we'll post it in the same like feed. So it'll be yeah, a surprise. We're do a special surprise. <laughs> well, I'll announce it. And just show up in your feed, and we'll be like, oh, new episode. Oh my god, they read another, they'll say. <laughs> they talked about it, they'll say. And we shall. <laughs> right, Bean Kai also asks, do you think they'll make an anime out of another? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's fairly so. short, isn't it? Maybe like an OVA. Yeah, it's as short as the... <laughs> it's slightly longer than the number of... Like, the amount of content that they're going to put in this Katsuya and Kyoko OVA, mm -hmm. I imagine. I don't think it would even be a full season's worth because it's like 13 chapters. So you'd have to make every ch every chapter an episode, which is not really enough content, I think. Yeah. So unless like Takaya draws more. I, I can't tell. I think it's technically done, but it was. I used to be on hiatus. So maybe she will. <laughs> but, so yeah, I'm not sure. I think. <laughs> do, do you think they'll make another an anime of another? I don't know. It would, it would be nice. Maybe if enough people watch the OVA, they'll make another OVA from another or something. I don't know. Maybe. It seems like somebody seems to think that Furuba is continuing to be a money-making opportunity, so. Mm hmm Perhaps. Yeah. I know both FMAs had a lot of OVAs, so. FMA also it's has, like, some mystery is... thing. Aren't they announcing that really soon? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be. A couple days Sometime this now. month, yeah. Why are they going to make Furuba video games, like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. FMA? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. I have another but, idea for a. I have another idea for an AU. They all get sucked into their video game, as you said before, and they're <laughs> like they're all different players, and they, it's like a RPG, and they like team up, and they all have different like powers and shit, and they can like transform into <laughs> their animals. Or maybe they can just make a sim. I feel like it would be like a dating sim. <laughs> Actually, they all have to. They all. Yeah, you could um, make you can make a good like uh, like a good dating sim out of yeah. Be like a self insert fanfic. Yeah, you're the new kid in school, and you can befriend all yeah. the somas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can get different endings where they cry on you. That's what happened to Toru, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they tell you, if you get them to confess all their problems, that's how you win the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> and Akito's like the hardest one or whatever. Call it the steamy on some heartful game. <gasps> <laughs> okay, the next question also comes from Riot Bean Kai. Are, there, are the original Tokyo Pop manga actually worth as much money as I've seen people say on the internet? I've done. I did a brief eBay search, and there are some where they're selling like new wrapped like individual volumes for like a shit ton of money, like mm -hmm. hundreds of dollars. I would say that's not worth it. Yeah. But some people are selling the set, the whole set for like two hundred. 
that seems worth it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you could get the whole set for less than, because like the original. Yeah, I guess they're out of print, so. They're out of yeah. print, so you can't get them any other yeah, way. Yeah, it does seem like you could make a, make a little chunk of change if you wanted to sell your. No, never. Sell your old Tokyo Pop volumes. But... Mm-hmm. Like even individual volumes seem to be going for like two, three times the uh, original cost. So. I feel like if you could get a set for the original price <laughs> or less, mm-hmm. which was like was, $230. It... They used to be $10 a pop, right? Yeah. And there's 23 volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see people selling them for, like, whole sets for, like, 500-something. This one's, like, 900. Ooh, so 900? Yeah. I think and, like, the indi- reason... Hmm? And there's, like, individual books going for, like, 30-plus dollars. So. Yeah, I don't think I would pay... I mean, this one's $87, 30, 34 for volume 22. There's a volume 23 that's, like, $600 right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I think, like, the argument of... Tokyo Pop versus uh, Yen Press comes down to the translation. Some people like them, some people don't, mm-hmm. I guess. But I feel like the Yen Press ones are fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. I think people who argue the Tokyo Pop ones are better are just nostalgic for the Tokyo Pop translations. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Or say that it's, like, better or whatever. But Yeah, I mean, it's worth what someone will pay for it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess what when I was just describing this just now, I'd just say I wouldn't pay that over and over yeah. again, and I would pay this. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I guess if you've never if you've never had it and you don't know, like they're out of print, so you don't have a choice. But yeah. if you really wanted to own a set, mm. yeah, or if you like had them but sold them all and like for nostalgia want them back, regretted it, yeah. <laughs> I would be curious to know how much people spent on their full collector like Tokyo Pop versions if they have it if they bought them after the fact. The only one I bought after the fact was, like, volume 20 when I realized they didn't have it, but that was several years ago, so it, there wasn't... I bet you it was a lot cheaper several years ago, like, before the end yeah, of the Yeah, it was... Though. I think it was around the regular price. It like... used to be, like, 12 or $13 each, so not that much more than the, mm-hmm. older, the initial price. Yeah. I mean, I guess my, my answer to that is, like, get the Yen Press, or, like, if you want to have something... Like, if you want to have something to read that you want in your house or whatever, like, get the Yen Press ones. Like, they're fine. You mm-hmm. can look up what the difference in the translations are and stuff. Yeah. And I think, like, even the print quality of, like, the images themselves is better. Mm-hmm. I would say that I, like, personally prefer the Tokyo Pop, but I think that's just because I read it first. I don't think... Mm-hmm. I think if I was reading it fresh, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, so weird, but... Yeah. Or maybe check out, like, used bookstores, like... Yeah. Because, like, a lot of times they're just like, oh, it's some old manga. I'll some just book. put a random price on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you hunt, maybe you can get them cheaply. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you have a kit set you want to sell, go for it. Put your price on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. If you're a seller, it looks like it's a, a seller's market. So <laughs> you never know. Maybe they'll like re-reissue it someday. Mm-hmm. They got um, this. the translators who translated Fruits Basket originally translated Fruits Basket another. So maybe they'll get some kind of rights to use that translation again or something. Like, I don't know. But yeah. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't know, what I don't the know why they retranslated it when they published the yen press ones but mm-hmm. so yeah is it worth it i don't know it's worth it if you want to buy it <laughs> i guess like gila said but uh, in terms of like is it is it better objectively for some reason i don't think so i think it's just as good as the yen press one and it all depends on if you just want to own it they probably have the yen press ones for like ebooks must be available those if you wanted to just like own it i hope that answers the question right being kai <laughs> 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 dissected it as many ways as possible 
Another one from Right Vinkais is, what are your thoughts on donating beloved books to libraries? <laughs> yes, this is maybe the least relevant question I have. <laughs> <What's just> my... <laughs> I think if it's beloved, why would you donate it to a library? <laughs> like if you want to, if yeah. it's in decent shape. <laughs> I know uh, our libraries, like, please stop giving us the Da Vinci Code or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Like some, some libraries don't want like popular books, but they'll take other books. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. And some people like donate books that are in really bad shape and it's like you can't do anything with those so mm -hmm. I, I feel like as an adult i've gone out of my way to get things that are the things that i care about so mm -hmm. i don't know if i would donate a beloved book to a library but i think you should donate books to a library if you don't want them yeah and they're in good shape mm -hmm. next question also from right being kai is do you have any recommendations for other manga and anime that's similarly is similarly well crafted as Faruba, other than FMA of course. <laughs> I feel like we might have answered this question in an earlier series but I liked Kamisama Kiss or an earlier episode but I liked Sami Kamisama Kiss. Mm -hmm. It is I would say similar to like Faruba. I don't think it's as like well crafted as FMA but it has a lot of interest. I think it has an interesting like main twist that I wasn't expecting. So. Yeah it's been um, a while since I've read any like new manga series. Um yeah, I liked um, Pet Shop of Horrors back in the day. I think that was pretty well put together. Um, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Not really very, like, Fruits Basket. but <laughs> No, but it has, like, a supernatural element. Mm -hmm. A lot of the anime and manga that I like has stuff like that, so. Yeah, has people some. People might like that if they like Furuba. People that are also animals in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's turning into animals. <laughs> it has some animals that are also people. <laughs> as well <laughs> my recollection yeah <laughs> I remember like in chrono crusade but it's been a long time since i've read it i feel like our recommendations haven't changed yeah <laughs> that one i can't pronounce that's translated to like a bride story is somewhat newish like i think it's still ongoing that one was good oh toyomi gatari yeah that one it's set in that a rural town that one's near the pretty Caspian to look scene. at if nothing else <laughs> it does look pretty mm -hmm. that's probably the newest thing i've read <laughs> <laughs> the newest thing I read was, <laughs> I think the newest thing I read was Tsubaki Cho Lonely Planet, which was still coming out, but it was all, it became all like older dude, younger girl, and I was like, I can't deal with this, like high school girl, older dude she lives mm -hmm. with, and I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> buy into this. But her other, I read her other series, which was called Daytime Shooting Star, which was from 2013, so it was a little bit um, older, and it, it, the plot seems like it's going to go that way, and then it doesn't, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> But it was just like a more shoujo-y shoujo, slice of life-y shoujo. Mm -hmm. I think Oran is pretty enjoyable to watch after watching something like Fruits Basket. <laughs> something that's a little less dramatic, you mean? Yeah, well, it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it's like a parody of like the shoujo genre. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I feel like after watching, watching or reading something like Fruits Basket, you have enough like knowledge to like, get more of the jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to recommend Hot Gimmick, the greatest shoujo of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the most well put together story of all time. For the record, we're being sarcastic. Hot Gimmick yeah, is no, trash. <laughs> Hot Gimmick is trash, but it's like really it's, um, it's page flipping it's, trash. It's, yeah, it's just going to say it's riveting trash. So. Yeah, riveting, riveting trash. <laughs> anyway, I guess those are our recommendations. Yeah. It's like the point is, no, we haven't read anything new. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not very hip with the anime scene anymore. <laughs> no, not really. I also, okay, well, this question was about, do you have any, oh, manga and anime. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't, other than Furuba, I also just, like, don't, I think I mentioned this earlier. I just feel like I don't, I enjoy manga more as a 
um what you call it medium medium mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. for anime i don't know although i like, do i would recommend the oran anime over the oran manga really interesting mm-hmm. why um i feel like it started to sort of become what it was parodying rather than mm. I feel like when series sometimes go too long, they become like a parody of themselves or like mm-hmm. they become a really predictable version of themselves yeah. in a weird way. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff I liked in the like later chapters, but mm-hmm. I think as a whole experience, I think the the anime is a solid, like whatever, how many episodes it was. Like, it's experience. like a season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good solid story and it doesn't go like too far into that, like what, what you're talking about where it's all... Mm-hmm you know dramatic for no reason and it has like i think the same like goofy sort of goofiness like the yeah. manga does i also like the card captor soccer anime better than the manga <gasps> there are two i can think of what's on my head i've never read the card captor soccer manga yeah it's not bad it's very clamp but um <laughs> you mean everyone's really long <laughs> <laughs> not earlier clamp before they got quite as <laughs> like that <laughs> It's very clamp. I liked, mm-hmm. uh, ex- speaking of clamp, I liked Exorcist Holic back in the day, mm-hmm. but I never really finished it, so I can't really recommend it as a whole story. But it was like a lot darker than some of the other clamp stuff, I think, mm-hmm. and spooky. So yeah. I enjoyed that. It was a bit, um, a bit in the pet shop of horrors vein. It is kind of like that, actually. It's a kind of like, uh, like Same. connected, connected individual stories kind of thing. Yeah, and like, like a, a f- sort of framing device and characters. Yes, and mm-hmm. also they start off very similarly episodic in the sense of like people are coming in. They're both actually about a shop, right? <laughs> yeah. In theory, mm-hmm. that's how they start. So people are coming in to like do things or fix their problems or whatever, and so they have kind of a similar sort of like episodic and ethereal or not ethereal, uh, like spoopy kind of yeah, like storytelling. Kind yeah, of stuff going on. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you like that kind of thing, those are good. Mm. I think Exorcist has a good anime too. I remember watching it a long time ago. I haven't seen it in many, many mm-hmm. years, but I remember it being good and being yeah. like pretty close to what I remembered from the manga. I don't think I ever watched it, but I remember. I think Exorcist anime was like the peak of the like skinny clamp dudes joke. <laughs> they were like... really long, so long. <laughs> and I could never get into Subasa, which was Clamp's other Subasa Reservoir mm-hmm. Chronicle that was going on at the time. It's just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I remember being excited for it because I like Cardcaptor Sakura so much. Yeah. But it's like, they were it's basically not... just char- they were just characters that looked like them and had their names. They weren't really like They were character designs so. yeah. in a different plot. Yeah, it looks really pretty. I do like the artwork in Subasa. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, these are not the Sakura and Shara and I love. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you, Clamp? How dare you? (laughs) Make a doujin of your own work. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just could never really get into the story for whatever reason. But Mm -hmm. I liked Exus Holic at the time. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely the superior series. (laughs) Of the two, it probably is. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I mean, between those two. (laughs) Character Sakura seems really good. I've seen, I've tried, to, like, I've I've made efforts to watch the anime. There's just a lot of it, and I haven't seen it yeah. yet. It's like peak charming to me. Like, if there's just something I want to just like put in and smile, it's like it's cute. It's like Pokemon, yeah. but like not Pokemon's really the early episodes. Of, well, I think all of them are, but especially like the first seasons are like really goofy, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that, but more serious. It's like fun, yeah. but there's serious parts. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. It's just really, it's really like charming and heartfelt and. Mm-hmm. Sincere, yeah. mm-hmm. as a 
as a story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like no matter how much older I've gotten, I still can like put it in and just be like, oh, they're so sweet. Look at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the friends mm-hmm. doing the things. Yeah, that's true. It hasn't like degraded with time like some mm-hmm. things do. Yeah, it still pierces through my, you know, cynical <laughs> what 30 year old soul. So. Cynical millennial soul. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Born cynical soul. Yeah, because I first yeah. watched that when I was like twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it was cute back then. It's cute now. I first watched it mm-hmm. when I was like in high school. It's exactly the same. Like it's yeah. the same feels. You're like, look at them. Look at Sakura flying mm-hmm. around. Look mm-hmm. at her using the card. The her one has a little face. Like yeah, very <laughs> charming know? opening and ending songs too. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, it's cute. It's lighthearted. It's not. I wouldn't even actually. It's not even lighthearted, but it's just like, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. So like, everything's gonna be okay in the end. Like, yeah, like it's kind of serious. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle there, like of whatever threat they're facing, it's like it's yeah, all gonna be good. Gonna yeah, because <laughs> friendship is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question. Uh, Rai Binkai says, I know you're nearing endgame content in your FMA podcast, and I'm dreading running out of fun fan-made banter podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a genre? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, any plans for more after the FMA podcast is done? I remember a mention of a possible Zelda podcast, and I've listened to Sedimentary, my dear. Any other projects to look forward to? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Sedimentary, my dear. Everybody should message my sister and tell her to write more episodes. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I think she's stressed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're working on a Zelda podcast. We were just talking about it mm-hmm. with, with Kazum, our co-host from uh, Equivalent Exchange. I forgot what our other podcast is called. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the current plan is a podcast, and then also we might be streaming. So mm-hmm. there'll be some kind of, and we'll we'll be around. We'll be about, but the plans yep. aren't final yet. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, until oh, and then, then I you just. Can... I was just going to say, until we uh, get it figured out, you can listen to our Full Alchemist podcast, which still has a little bit to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then, I think we uh, just said... And then another. Or yeah, another. Or... We'll do a special. Some kind of episode, some, some set of episode, episode or at several, maybe several, maybe just once. I, I need to go to the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I bought ebooks because mm-hmm. books are for chumps. Just kidding. <laughs> They're not. I, yeah. It's just easier. Going out of the mm-hmm. house is hard. Yeah. Well, I looked at ordering them online, but some of them are, like, more expensive for some reason, so... What? I don't know. I may check okay. out my local bookstore before trying to order them, like, directly through Yen Press or something, or Barnes & Noble or something, I... so... I wish I could go to the bookstore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be nice. I think it, I think the reason I got them is because I still couldn't go anywhere. Like, stores mm-hmm. were still... Retail's been closed for so long here. So. Yeah. I remember seeing um, some other volumes when I was going, like every day to try and find that full Malakamas <laughs> volume, so. I ordered mine. It has Greedling on it. Mm-hmm. Only a few more months until it comes yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so yes, yeah, so we will be around. <laughs> and I'll, anytime, okay, so I, oh, I said this before. I said before what our, uh, that you can follow our things, um, but in case you just listen to our podcast and you want, like, updates or whatever before something comes out, like I said, they'll just even for like if we do this or you know, when we start the Zelda podcast, um, I'll put like a preview in this feed too, so you'll know what's happening. But you can follow our our Tumblr, which is Stay Together Podcast, and our Twitter, which is Stay Together Pod, for any updates on any of our new projects. And also, uh, equivalent exchange ones are Equivex Pod. I think for both, 
but yeah, we'll we'll be making updates. Things will happen. We don't want to mm-hmm. stop making um stuff. Like I think we'll always be making something at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the like the like just doing the podcast itself is fun, and it's also fun to um you know get questions and interactions from you guys. It's really really makes our day whenever we get any questions and comments. It's nice that everybody's commenting, like, sending questions, like, over and over again. Like, thanks mm-hmm. for sticking with us and listening all the way through. So nice. Yeah, yeah it's real nice yeah. to recognize uh, all these names. Mm-hmm. All your handles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed someone, like, two days ago started following the the podcast on Tumblr. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe people are still just finding it now. Like, probably. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's been a good time. And, mm-hmm. and we'll be around making new things, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, good. On that note, that's that's all for this. That's all for mm-hmm. Furuba. That's until been we Fruits talk about Basket, another. y'all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really happy with the anime, all things mm-hmm. considered. I'm happy yep. that it's out. I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy that we got our story the way that it was, like, very mm-hmm. in a very similar at fashion to the manga. Yeah. And, like, well-treated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really happy just to see characters that... Rin. You know, I loved love for a long time that never got in the first anime and Kakaru, little yeah, Kakeru, Rin and Kakaru and Machi, Machi. And... <laughs> Sad Bird. Them. Oh, sad Bird. <laughs> so sad. Kimi, most importantly of all. Yes. How can we forget Kimi? <laughs> the most important character. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you around in the future. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Sorry, I just heard a really weird noise. It sounded like a bell. Like a yeah, I heard bell. it too. <laughs> the fuck is that? Oh, it's probably the knife sharpening guy. There's like, um, <laughs> yeah, there's this really fucking bizarre uh, phenomenon. If it, if it drives by again and I can take a photo for you another time, I'll show you. But basically, it's like a dude that drives like a essentially like an ice cream truck. I was just about They'll to say, stop. is it like an ice cream yes. truck for Yeah, knives? it's exactly <laughs> like that. So he drives around a little truck that looks like an ice cream truck and then hits like a bell uh, as they drive by or uh, like as he drives by. And the sign on the on the, the ice cream truck as truck is just as like knife sharpening or like, you know, whatever. And so they'll drive around and sharpen your shit for you. I've never personally done it, <laughs> but I have seen the knife sharpening truck with my own eyes. It sounds like a parody that you would put into like your... Like what fake serial it? killer town and like a... Yeah, there's gotta be one in like Santa Clarita Diet or whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you live near a knife sharpening man. <laughs> what was I talking about? Like, and then let us know if you're okay. <laughs> Not just like a man who threateningly sharps sharpens his knives like in the window while staring at you or whatever. <laughs>